Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. This, this is Ken Knapsack. This, this is Joseph Scrimshaw. And this, this, 
This is Ace Cabrera. That's you. Andres Cabrera is joining us, uh, sitting in for Jennifer Lance today, not replacing, just uh, definitely not holding the the cockpit seat there and being our engineer or gunner. I don't know how it works yet. I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. I'll do either. You do all that. (laughs) And you've heard Andres before on the show a while ago. I think we had you on one of them. And then you've been doing a little Star Wars ranks with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've heard him also with me on Casterly Talk, talking Game of Thrones. One of my favorite uh, pundit voices in the world. And we figured, yeah, Joseph and I were like, let's get some names in here. Let's bring you to dive stu- uh, dive in deep into Star yeah. Wars. Mm. Our listeners love you. And it's oh, been no years way. since you did that main show with us. Yeah. It, was it has like, been I years. I think it, it, like, literally, yeah. So yeah. It, I, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, everybody's like, man, Ace, one of the best guests you have. Like, well, damn it, I want to do a show with him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thrilled you're here. I am as well. Yeah. I, I told uh, Ken, I, I, this is the one, and we were talking about this um, when we were not recording about, you know, trying to be on different shows and stuff. But yeah. This is the one show where I'm like, hey, can no, I like, be on it? <laughs> yes. No, I love that. Can I, can I? And as you should, I've said before, you you are, uh, uh, you are have a great insight and perspective on Star Wars. So we're happy to really dive into all that with you today and more. And we're, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see you in the world of Databank Brawl. Mm. We're going to record that. It's going to be next week's episode. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to see you stretch your battle improv skills. <laughs> uh, before we dive in today's topic, which is Terror of the Troopers. You know, Joseph, that's some of your finest work. There. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> With an exclamation point. I want to remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, is that like a Zoom too? I don't know. Yeah, the <laughs> return of the Zoom. The yes. Zoom, the Zoom, not the Zoom, the Zoom. <laughs> uh, a little bit later, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audio book that we think you should try out on us. And we always like to catch up with Star Wars adventures, life adventures. I, I mean, I don't want to bury the lead, but you've kind of been really uh, having some wonderful adventures, Joseph. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been having some good Star Wars adventures. Uh, this week, I kind of had two, one in real life and one online. Uh, so when the Sith Trooper was revealed, Revealed, yeah. which we're going to talk about. Uh, I did a tweet. I made a joke that I've made uh, here on Force Center before of like, oh, it's really cool, but if they could figure out how to bio-lock the armor so no one can dress up as them, then that's how they'd really be a cool trooper. And I was just like, hey, I want to celebrate the Sith Trooper. Yeah. Uh, but Twitter put it in a moment. Oh. So I heard from a lot of people that I don't <laughs> normally hear from. Nice. And it was it was nice in terms of like, oh, retweets, a yeah. couple follows. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Uh, but I, man, did I mute so many people. <laughs> It's, it, it, it's a, it was a mute magnet. For, yeah, <laughs> It was a good insight, too, because a lot of people were like, hey, it's, mm. uh, we, we all say this often, like, hey, it's too bad that the Star Wars fan community is so fractured. Mm. But what the interesting thing was, m- most of the, like, really angry, like, swearing at me, calling me stupid, calling the Sith Troopers <laughs> stupid, saying, you know, Disney just wants money. Most of those people didn't have any Star Wars in their profile at all. Yeah. Most of those people were just floating around the internet looking for something to be just... D bags about Stop scanning Twitter moments <laughs> like oh, I'm yeah, going like, in on this one. Yeah, oh, yeah, here's my idiot check <laughs> for the day. I'm gonna call somebody an idiot. So, but there were a lot of uh, yeah. there were a lot of uh, standard complaints mm-hmm. about Star Wars about troopers, and it's part of the reason I wanted to do troopers is the main topic to kind of discuss how we feel about some of those. So yeah. that was my online adventure, uh, and then my real life adventure was going to see Empire Strikes Back at Ford Theater. Ace, have you been to Ford I Theater? I haven't, no. This is, yeah, I feel like a lot of people in Los Angeles haven't. It's right across the freeway from the Hollywood Bowl. It's a big old outdoor amphitheater with kind of these old castle-like, you know, ramparts that look like Errol Flynn should be fighting on them. 
Uh, yeah, and it was a showing of Empire Strikes Back. It was just, it was, I'm never going to be able to see this movie again for the first time. Like, yeah. I know it almost by heart. Uh, but this was the closest I could get to seeing it again for the first time yeah. by seeing it with other people. Right. There's so much great uh, Leia cosplay, just about awesome. every Leia outfit. Uh, and it was really fun to see what, what people reacted to. People laughed a lot at Yoda. Like, Yoda was mm. killing it. Like, <laughs> like doing good, like good set? Yeah, and like it really did make Yoda pop in different ways. Awesome. Because people laughed at just like every little... <laughs> and people were just like, ah, you're so funny, Yoda. It was great. <laughs> it's great. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great experience. Yeah, so yeah, it was really, really great. Uh, if people are in L.A. Uh, and they're not sold out yet, they, they're doing the whole original trilogy, so they did a new okay. week before this coming Sunday they'll be doing Return of the Jedi and if mm. I could go I would because it was a really really great experience that sounds fun yeah I've, uh, my, my two decades in LA never stepped foot on the Ford Theater driven past it a lot it's beautiful just it's you know I get it Hollywood Bowl been there a lot takes all the press good reason but that's underrated uh, the Starlight Bowl in Burbank swear to the maker it yeah. is it's underrated too as far as bowls and 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 as yeah. bulls go, it, there's there's a lot of uh, firsts for me yeah. that I haven't. I I I, re, I did the Greek last year for the first time. Oh, yeah, the Shaun of the Dead showing at the Greek with yeah. Edgar Wright. Nice. Um, yeah, Alicia Malone was hosting that, uh, yeah. and I got the little hookup with the front row seat and everything. Nice. Uh, yeah. That was a first for me. And then I had a first last week with the, the first time at the Chinese. I've never been. Oh, at. really? Yeah, wow. I went to the, the screening for uh, Lion King. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. went to the Lion King screening, which is another first for me. I've never been to a screening. <laughs> You're <laughs> on a roll. Yeah, I was on a roll, and cool. I was like, this is weird. I've never yeah. been here. And you and I RB3 felt get so, to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. RB3 and I went, and uh, if I was I was like, this is weird. <laughs> People are offering me stuff, yeah. asking me for stuff, telling me if I want anything, and I'm like, I don't even <laughs> belong here. You do belong there. You do belong But that there. was a first for me, but I've always wanted to do that. The, I also went to the Hollywood Bowl. I'm sure everyone's done that with the yeah. John Williams. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl, Star Wars. That was a big deal, too. Amazing. So. That one is amazing. Did you like the Chinese theater? I loved it. Like, the actual theater is kind of insane, it's right? Because it's so old world the actual yeah. theater but then the tech is like the mm. some of the best tech in a movie theater yeah. that I've seen for like the actual projection so oh yeah it's amazing Clash. climax yeah yeah love that love that so uh, you had a lot going on Joseph yeah. uh, Ace anything else that you've lived this last week any Star Wars adventures this uh, last I rewatched uh, I rewatched A New Hope yeah. it's been a minute I feel like I always rewatch Empire I always yeah. rewatch Return of the Jedi because it's my favorite the prequels right. I have on repeat yeah. but A New Hope is one that I don't revisit mm-hmm. as much I feel like so I, I decided to revisit that movie and my god yeah <laughs> that is a perfect movie you text me a right. lot that night you I were like I got some topic lot. ideas <laughs> I came up with like 10 different topic ideas just based off a new hope because i really it really is uh i I like to think of film on a different level as Mm -hmm. well because i do a film podcast and i talk about you know the impact of box office and especially now with what's happening with disney and star wars and you know what's the effect of movies like star wars and movies that disney are now taking a hold of where it's or or spider-man or something big like that where it has to be a little bit bigger thematically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, it just thinking of A New Hope, how it just kind of kickstarted so many different genres and mm-hmm. so many different ways we view box office and movies and stuff like that. But the fact that it's just, it's an incredible movie. You know what's something mm-hmm. that doesn't go as talked about, I feel like? It's hysterical. 
Yeah. It's such funny. a funny movie. Yeah. I, I, yeah. there's a, I, I was talking to my roommate about it. Cause I was like, I forgot how funny this movie is. Yeah. The scene where they, they, uh, have Chewie locked up in a uh, handcuffs and the, the, one of the officers is like, what is that thing? <laughs> and then when he breaks out and he's like, he's like, Oh my God, he's free. And he's like, and he's got a gun. <laughs> and he starts shooting. It's just the idea of like a giant dog creature yeah, yeah, that yeah. you've never seen before. Yeah. All of a sudden is like, in chains, free, and then he's just shooting at you with a giant rifle. It's yeah, just right. The, yeah, the Imperials are just like a one step away from yelling out, this isn't my day, this isn't my day. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, he's got a gun. He's shooting. Yeah. It was great. I, I, awesome. I had a great time rewatching that. That's and uh, Star Wars Adventures. Yeah, that was my Star Wars Adventures. I mean, I, I obviously am excited for episode nine. Mm. I'm still doing everything I can to you know, get into it. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Sith Trooper, but yeah. that was a big moment for me. Uh, changed the background of my phone to a new ray. I, I have nice. a new ray every nice. moment. Cool. Uh, I now have the Vanity Fair ray Vanity from the Fair recent ray. picture <laughs> from episode nine. So nice. that's my update. It's a good action figure. Yeah, the Vanity say, Fair ray. I hope they do that. A little action figure that comes with a little mini Vanity yeah. Fair. That's yeah. Like perfect. Holding it there. Uh, you know, uh, nothing too exciting for me, I got to say. Uh, I did my Battlefront rounds this week. Um, I mm. just, I, me I too, got, by the I, way, yeah, I, I'm a, good. I'm, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about oh, Battlefront yeah. 2 because I play religiously. You've got to form up a squad. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just have, I have got to, I've uh, got to work on getting better other classes of trooper. I am heavy all the way. Okay. I'm up to, I think, 91, 92 on the, on the chart there. Wow. Um, so it, it, so naturally you're going to want to play with it because you're getting a little more strong or whatever. But I, I tried switching it up, try and do the enforcer. Uh, okay. I, I just, I, I don't know what it does. I don't know. It's yeah. mental. It's you, mental. Yeah, you got to get into in, in entirely different modes of thought of how you yeah. play them, I think. Yeah. I think you should try specialist for a while. I like that. And mm. you try specialist for a while and forget that you even have a sniping Sniper weapon. Ability? Okay. Just snipe ability? Because the specialist has all sorts of fun tools. It's got okay. that bubble if you want to run around and hit people. <laughs> yeah, I do love hitting. Because you, you, then you can just elbow people and they're like, hey! Yeah. Uh, you, you, they got that proximity mine, the right. triggered mine. Yeah. Uh, their grenade is really annoying and effective. I do like grenades. Yeah. I love my gotta, random grenade kills. Especially if you just run around and basically annoy people. I can do that. And to death. Okay, and I, I, th- go. I think you could do that. I'm that gonna, sounds like an insulting thing to no, say to a friend. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm gonna, uh, you've given me some homework, and I'm going to take it. All right. I'm going to do it. We're going to get on to the news here. Uh, a lot of stuff starting to come out. I love when things are a little bit of a surprise and uh, when other things kind of uh, emerge as we would have thought. Uh, we've got uh, Comic-Con next week, and then shortly after that, I mean, inside a month, you've got D23. So we know now that Lucasfilm is going to have its own pavilion uh, set for D23. This is the big event down Anaheim Convention Center, which they've redone over the last couple of years. And so uh, on, on Friday, August 23rd, they're going to have a Mandalorian panel as well. That's going to be in Hall D23. Looking forward <laughs> to see that. That's their Hall H. Uh, and the pavilion exhibit is going to highlight the evolution of Stormtroopers, which I believe is going to be very similar to the one going on in Comic-Con. And I've, I've heard, I hear tell. Uh, that uh, it's one of those can't-miss kind of displays, and we're going to enjoy it as a Star Wars fan. And, and they're going to have wonderful interactive stuff for kids, yeah. <laughs> which is important. Based around Galaxy Adventures. of Adventures, right? A lot of uh, these things in that in that theme, yeah. I'm so happy to see them putting their weight behind that. 
Absolutely. So as we go into Comic-Con next week there, hey, so I'll start with you here. Do you, do you, are you anticipating anything big at Comic-Con, or do you think it's going to hold out here for D23 in terms I, of news? If I'm deals. being very, very selfish, which yeah. I am being very selfish, <laughs> okay. I, I hope they hold out for D23 because yeah. I, full disclosure, will not be at Comic-Con, but yep. will be at D23. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being very selfish. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to hold out a little bit. I think mm. they'll show... Um, um, they'll show a bit at Comic-Con, but I think they'll save most of it for D23, is what I'm assuming. And there's going to be a Del Rey thing at Comic-Con. It's just the book stuff. I don't say just disparagingly, but... Yeah, know, I think that might big be news. the Project Luminous reveal. Oh, yeah, that'd Because be I don't think they have much yeah. else, because the rest of the year is booked out with all of the uh, Road to Rise of Skywalker books uh, that are already announced. Already announced. That'd be great. Be great. Uh, what, what's your take on Project Luminous? <sighs> Mr. Cabrera, Ooh. what do you feel? This secret project, about five or six writers announced. Uh, a lot of them no, very knowledgeable in the ways of the Force. Yeah, I, I think I think everything we're going to get revealed is is all leading up to Rise of Skywalker. I think it'll be, you know, you know what I think it is. I think they're going to talk a little bit more about history and history of mm. the Force um, because I think mm. that's something that we're going to dive into quite a little bit more since. I feel like the rise of Skywalker is going to dive into that a little more. I know J.J. Abrams mentioned that they're Mm -hmm. trying to bridge all nine movies as far as the Skywalker trilogy. So I feel like it has to connect somehow to that unless you guys feel otherwise. I'm not sure. We, we've, I, I think maybe collectively you're looking at an Empire Strikes Back related thing, but yeah, because it's forty years. But the luminous, oh, the luminous keyword is yeah. Empire, but also Force, Force, and, yeah. and the truth of our existence thematically in Star yeah. Wars, right? Absolutely. And the authors, uh, the full list has uh, escaped my brain, but they're all very uh, versed in the ways, versed in the ways of the Force. Yes. <laughs> So it'll be good. So looking forward to that. The Mandalorian, I don't know exactly what they're going to release. Maybe they'll release kind of the finished, updated footage of some of the stuff they showed at Celebration. Going to get some more news. We know that Jon Favreau's already said he's working on scripts for season two. Uh, so that's exciting that the story will continue. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I think by D23, I would hope that whatever they show is a prelude to a public trailer. Because yeah. I think they want to, to sell, you know, the whole Disney Plus thing, since that's right. the point of Mandalorian up up to a point. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that that's a public trailer. I think that that could be the case and, and you'll be there, Andres. You'll be our man on the street. There. I will be there. Files I will be there reports. Friday at that panel. Love yeah. it. Love it. Uh, I will be, I will be out of town. So you're going to have to, and Joseph, you're not, are you going? I could, uh, I not as of right now, but right who, now. Knows? who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Always in motion. Always in motion. So uh, we'll look for uh, Andres, your on the ground report there and rise of resistance. This is the second ride in galaxy's edge. We've been waiting for the opening and now we know when and where Orlando is going to get it first. Um, maybe a little trade-off because Orlando's Galaxy is still not open. December first, uh, uh, December fifth, excuse me, uh, is when the ride opens in Orlando and Anaheim, January seventeenth, two thousand twenty, next year. I mean, which is like days away. Um, <laughs> and they also released a nice poster for the ride, which I love it. I mean, I think it's a great design, but. A lot of fans saw this, pointing this out, and I think it's wonderfully silly to discuss. I mean that in a good way. Kylo Ren's helmet might be wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Does this take you out of the ride, Joseph? <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to <laughs> never Galaxy's going Edge on now. That ride. No, I, I, is it wrong or is it different than what we thought? Because here's here was yeah. my dumb adventure. I was going over my notes today, and I clicked yeah. on the link, yeah. and I looked. I really looked at the poster closely. 
I zoomed in. I then Googled the cracked helmet and compared. Yeah. Like, the helmet isn't cracked. When is the timeline? Is I did all that before I saw that your first, first note under this was, Kylo's helmet is wrong. <laughs> so like, I'm in sync with the, the nerds yeah. of the galaxy. No, you're right. You're uh, right. But yeah, to me, it's just timeline because I'm yeah, so yeah. interested in Galaxy's Edge uh, being something that's going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So where in this storytelling do they want to set it since it's so locked into, into canon? And, yeah. it, and right now it has seemed like it's set in between uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Definitely. And this would put it before. Yeah. So, which I assume is what they're going for. But who knows? Maybe a poster is just like, oh, wow, we didn't even think about that. We didn't even think of it. Uh, well, it's also, it's like right now that's the most, um, you know, you know you, you're not going to have a bunch of Adam Driver lookalikes with the mask off running around right. the park, though that's possible. Um, so I think it's the most noticeable, recognizable Kylo mask, and maybe they'll switch it up. I, I believe they they put out some stuff that that uh, the park there's some built in room to move with the story as we get past nine or anything like that. That it's you know uh, I don't think you're ever going to show up and it's suddenly going to be the, the Clone Wars, <laughs> but <No. laughs> but that the, the, they want they know they might have to adjust over time. Yeah, it's really cool now. It's mm. in the middle of this timeline. Andres, what do you think about this? Are you going to do the rides and uh, talk about Helmet Gate 2019? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am genuinely incredibly excited for this. I, I Obviously, I'm looking forward to still visiting Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. which I haven't done yet. Full Me disclosure, uh, I am uh, upset, but I will <laughs> eventually get to that. Uh, but I, I can't lie, Rise of the Resistance, when I first heard the pitch for it, was the one that kind of caught my eye the most. Right. Um, it seems very interactive. I mean, this, the way they describe the size of it is kind of, you know, the biggest selling point of it, how, yeah. how big it is. Um, and the fact that it's in January. I, I, yeah. it, my favorite time to visit Disneyland is January. Uh, because January is a little bit less crowded mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know uh, because it's not as close to other holidays. Yeah. Uh, and right. the weather's just right. And it, people just spent all of their money yeah, on the holidays correct. probably. Yeah. yeah. So so right around that time period like January 20th is about the best time to visit uh Disneyland. So now it's going to not be the best time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> considering they're opening this. So Yeah. But I, I'm yeah. genuinely excited and I think the mass thing is much more of a what you said, Ken, that the fact that they're trying to um you know keep characters uh, a little bit easy. It's easier to use a character who's in a mask and that have that specific mask. I'm sure they'll adapt it once the movie is out sure. and you know later on throughout the ride. I'm sure it'll be updated. But for now, I think they're kind of using that as like a standard, you yeah. know, Kylo Ren mask. Because I believe if you walk around the park now, that's still the same. Yeah, mask yeah, right. The Kylo has Kylo on mask. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe it is just set. Uh, at a different time than I think. So interesting because I, I just thought about it. It was like, oh, cool, yeah, January will be after episode nine, but not December 5th in Orlando. Mm, so that's a Falcon. Yeah. The, the whole Falcon ride setup sets it after Last Jedi. Right. And so we got so big about canon. I think there's just a poster <laughs> thing. There's two weeks where Ray's like, Hondo can borrow the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> be great, be a great children's book. Ray loans out the Falcon, uh, but hey, uh, regardless, it's fun. It, 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 yeah, I yeah. mean that's all in books. Yeah, yeah might as well. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. I think Joseph, you're getting there soon. Soon, yeah, soon, yeah. yes. Uh, we know Jennifer has uh, been there and had a lot of fun. Uh, so that's coming there. Uh, we get this headline, lightsabers are lighter in episode nine. Daisy Ridley continues to be the number one source from Star Wars news leading up to episode nine. This happens when you pr- uh, promote a film like Ophelia that she's very proud of and doing a lot of work. But of course, naturally going to 
it's going to transition to a lot of Star Wars talk. So there was a video going on. I'm uh, looking at this re- link from uh, was it Radio Times, and they put together a, a presentation. It was really it was like her digital footprint presentation. It was fun to watch her reaction to a lot of it, especially yeah. someone who has mostly, I think, left social media. Um, so in it, there's a lot of things in this little video, but she got really excited when she watched the the girl doing the the real cool Ray lightsaber stuff. Yeah. And then she just got really excited and started talking about how the light, in episode nine, the new stunt coordinator comes in and the lightsabers themselves, the blades, the props are lighter, which was uh, to allow for more epic fights, uh, a more epic, which she described as uh, one of the most epic star, uh, lightsaber fights in Star Wars. And it changed the style because of the weight. They always were treated as, as broadswords, uh, and that's not necessarily what they're supposed to be. So uh, this takes us to lightsaber fights. And what do you guys think uh, of... Uh, uh, the idea of lightsaber fights, what what makes them epic? I know Ace, you and I went yeah. dig, dug deep into that. What do we want from a Kylo and Ray final fight, Andres? Ah, uh, I mean, I think we've. I, I personally, I feel like we've gotten a lot already, right? Yeah. The fact that we kind of know it's in a wet area, to say the least. I mean, it might be <laughs> raining. It might be on a ship. It might be on a boat. It might be on the. Uh, wreckage, wreckage of the Death Star yeah, um, right. is kind of what everyone's assuming. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to get like this epic rain battle somehow set in this like sinking Death Star ship mm-hmm. that's submerging into the ocean or something. <laughs> yeah. Something, I mean, that already sounds epic. So, <laughs> yeah. In a great contrast to uh, the epic Mustafar battle. Correct. It's yeah. Like literal parallel yeah, between yeah. the fire and the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of what fire we're ice, yeah. what we're leading to. And obviously Kylo and Ray kind of one on one is what it's all leading down to. Right. So I, I as far as far yeah. as the light light of the as far as the light and all that kind of yeah. stuff, it, it, just rewatching a new hope that also kind of brought it back to me as far as like this idea is is the Jedi Knight, you know, the the old school kind of broadsword knight but it, I, I think it's much more and i think you know the the animated series you know mm-hmm. clone wars um and rebels has done a pretty good point of pointing out that it's much more samurai it's yeah. much more like a like Probably a katana all, yeah um and, and if you know anything about a katana is that it's a it's a lighter sword it's quicker so it's much more like sharp movements mm-hmm. and how you can cut down your opponent and if it's a light saber yeah then we can also assume that it's not necessarily this heavier right weapon um so i I view it much more as like samurai two samurais dueling than it is like two knights just sure yeah in this epic battle yeah i like that there uh joseph your predictions on where this fight happens and i want to know from both of you do you think do you think we're gonna get a quote final fight or is their fight something that is still gonna might come earlier yeah man (laughs) yeah this is context speculation i'm gonna jump in right away and say no it's a a final it's a final fight it's a final fight all right all right putting your foot down there yeah you i'll put my foot down in a different place than that one i think it i think it I think you are probably right, okay. but what I want, speculating, uh, mm-hmm. I'll say responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want this to be like second act because I feel like if you're reintroducing Palpatine at mm-hmm. some point, he is the big bad. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's a possibility that they are fighting over something that is on or near the Death Star that they think will turn the tide, but eventually Palpatine is 
going to, if he's there, he's the threat. Do you think Palpatine is going to get in a, a lightsaber battle, though? I don't think Ian McDermott would be too stoked with that, say. given uh, his reaction <laughs> to being in the lightsaber fight in Revenge of the Sith, where he was yeah. you know, reticent and had yeah. to be uh, coached by <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. No, I just think he's, I just think that he is going to be a presence. I sure. don't think he's going to, I don't think they would make a big deal out of Ian McDermott physically being there unless he's going to be, have some scenes of substance. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be a presence. Uh, but yeah, but it could be go either way. It could be that Kylo embraces the evil and it's, it is a truly final, final battle. Right. Um, I think it's the final conflict between them. That. It's just where it falls in the story. You yeah. know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. If they sort of, they have their conflict and then they have to deal with, whatever you know whoever's left standing needs to deal with uh, palpatine um in terms of where yeah i mean the the death star wreckage in the rain is just too romantic i want it to be yeah, that yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah the larger sense of romance yeah uh and then, yeah. yeah in terms of the lightsaber thing uh, my head canon is just that you know the actual use of them is affected by your training and your adversary and how you actually, you know, in the books, there's lots of great things about using the force to enhance or change the blow or to mm. just let the force guide you versus commanding it when you're fighting. Right. And to me, that's a little headcanon to make sense of the fact that this broadsword thing, it's literally been batted back and forth. Mark Hamill has talked about how yeah. in the original film, they were discussed as broadswords. That's the intent. Mm. That's why they have both hands and they have the big hacking blows right. in Empire. And then, you know, you get uh, Nick Lard coming in there and they are the lightest, <laughs> you know, samurai swords in in the prequels, where you are just swinging and flying and flipping right. with them. And it's interesting to see the sequel trilogy go through that path too, of like, yeah. kind of treating them like original trilogy stuff, and now getting like Daisy Ridley is saying this is like cool new thing, and like, yeah. sure, yeah, new to the sequel trilogy. That's how they were used in the prequel yeah. trilogy is these fast flying things. Absolutely. Uh, what do you, Joseph, is, is makes a fight? Epic. I mean, have we ever really got your thoughts on that? I, I think I don't know. Yeah, I know. Jason you and I had like epic, an hour and a half. Uh, on yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, to me, it is. It's about the fight looking cool and having cool moves. Sure, but that they're all flowing from the character and what they want and what right. they need in the fight. And I think what would make this cool to me is that these characters are close. They even care about each other on some level. They know one another intimately. So I think it might have this kind of rhythm with the Mustafar fight. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I like that. Where yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin are like, well, we know exactly what one another is going to do. And we're actually kind of just going through the motions ferociously. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out where somebody is going to deviate so I can get an angle in. Okay. So I would love that. And I would just love surprises. Because mm. I think they're both about charging toward the new. Yeah. Uh, so to see things that we haven't seen before particularly Ray, they've done a good job of showing Ray as an inventive fighter. Yeah. So having her just do things we haven't seen before, just like spin away and drop the floor of the wreckage out of Kylo. So he falls or like, you know, you know, oh, yeah. f- throwing his cape back and choking him, you know, like just doing like mm. inventive things that we haven't seen before that flow from the character and their specific conflict. I like what you're saying too about uh, them being familiar with each other at this point, connected for sure. But yeah, the example of o- Anakin and Obi-Wan, just on a, forget leaving the force, just on a 
practical level, training yeah. every day, knowing fighting alongside each other every day, that makes it pretty even, which would makes a lot of sense that that fight went the way it did. Yeah. Uh, just as a, you know, stunt coordination, fight coordination uh, aspect was real fun and big and I, and I enjoyed it. But yeah, to get that with Kyle and Ray would be interesting. You're on board for this? Are oh, we yes. You? I mean, you're, you're bringing up one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ranked the fights, but one <laughs> yeah. of my favorite all-time fights in Revenge of the Sith yeah. with Anakin and Obi-Wan and, and the fact that it is so fast and epic and huge and, you know, like we mentioned before, very over the top and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. grand in scale, operatic. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love something like that yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with this one. I, I'm curious what what is going to kind of go alongside this fight and, and what we're going to see from, obviously, the assumption is the Knights of Ren are somehow going to be involved. And right. we have kind of the side quest secondary characters with, um, with Poe and with Finn mm-hmm. and what they're kind of battle is going to be. I'm curious what that's going to be like. Yeah. I, I'm very interested with that. If that's going to be some sort of, you know, yeah. aerial fight, a ground fight. Oh, yeah. what big, man. Because I kind of feel like that's what it's going to finish off with, you know, the Knights of Ren somehow it, it running into Poe and Finn. Yeah. And then Rey yeah. kind of facing off against Kylo. I mean, whatever the details are of who's fighting who, I know, I just feel, I want, again, it's clouding my judgment, Joseph, yes. to your point of what you want with Rey and, and, and Kylo. Like, I just want that big return of the king. Oh. Oh, now all the fonts are marching oh, fight. Like, where you're like, oh, I think, man. I think yeah. you have to. I, my brother and I were actually talking about this as far as, yeah. you know, Avengers Endgame, where it's like, it's this epic conclusion. So you kind of need that insane epic battle that we get at the finale and I'm convinced that that's what we're going to get in in episode 9 my brother and I were talking about this where I I told him I'm like I'm I'm telling you man it's going to be like you said Return of the King Avengers Endgame like just crazy epic everyone is there (laughs) (laughs) fighting and just throwing down and it's everyone versus everyone and the battle of the fate of the universe is at stake and all Star Wars movies are coming to an end with this one movie. So it has to be Endgame. It has to be Return of the King. It has to be now, you yeah. know, Rise of Skywalker. I think it, I think J.J. Abrams has something like that in mind. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Our, our expectations are rising, and that's where it gets dangerous. <laughs> without a doubt, we know there's going to be something pretty big. Final story of the day, which will lead us into our main topic. Uh, the Star Wars show revealed, I love it, little drop. Uh, Anthony and Andy dropping up uh, the Sith Trooper has been revealed, and I got this revealed by Mr. Joseph Grimshaw. I was out about it. I think we were texting right <laughs> I go, texting him. I go, hey, Andres, is good to come in Monday to come to on the show. Nick's great. We'll talk about the Sith Trooper. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is a Sith Trooper? And I was walking around Ikea, of all places, uh, and uh, had to stop, sit down on a couch and bring it up and found out this thing. So we, uh, we're we going to dive into it, but it's this uh, you know, little red stormtrooper type of thing described as the next evolution of the First Order Imperial Soldiers. And that's a, a quote from Andy Gutierrez, uh, the, the use of First Order and Imperial Soldiers could have just been kind of this tying it through all of the history mm. of our troopers there. Uh, and there's, go- oh, you want merch? Comic-Con exclusive Sith Trooper merch is going to be available aplenty if you can get in those lines and passes and all those things. And this is kind of a little tradition. We were talking about this, Joseph, uh, looking ahead to Comic-Con about what's available. Yeah. There's always a figure. We Jin, the First Order Stormtrooper, Luke and Ray training, and now we have our Sith Trooper. Yeah, our Sith Trooper, which I yeah, I'm very excited about, and very excited to talk to to both of you about. Yeah. I think part of the reason we have the Sith Trooper mm-hmm. is because JJ is holding back. Mm-hmm. Because uh, among the the mm-hmm. criticisms that I got a flood of 
uh, on the old internet is... Good research for the show. <laughs> it was really good research. Uh, was the, like... Oh, well, they, they, we're going to talk about this more yeah. in, the, in the main topic, but the, well, the, this trooper is probably not even going to be in the movie that much, right. which, you know, again, we'll yeah. talk about. There's history there. But I feel like Lucasfilm comes and says, hey, this is a tradition. Hasbro says this is a tradition. Funko Pop says this is yeah. a tradition. What can you give us that'll make fans go, wow, right. but isn't Palpatine's new look? Like something <laughs> that he can't get, or, you know, Ray, Poe, Finn could have a different outfit we yeah. haven't seen yet. Because we've actually seen, seen yeah. geographically pretty much them on that planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. that condition, on that mission. Uh, so yeah. to me, it it is an indication that there's much more to come to say, mm-hmm. it's a new trooper. Every movie has a new trooper. Yeah. This is what I can give you. Totally. And the name is... And the very, name is the biggest part of it. To very me. sexy name. Very, very, very sexy name. And name. potentially sexily confusing. Confusing, Good absolutely. Way. And we saw the, the that, that leaked poster that we didn't really discuss much here on Force Center, but it was making the rounds, and there was red troopers on there. So yeah. uh, that means we go back to that poster, and you get, might get some of our answers. So far, everything but yeah. one thing on it has been confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> so that thing is probably... That thing too. is probably true. But, yes, this is tradition, which is what our main topic is today, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, Ace, what was your immediate gut reactions to this uh, fiery red trooper, which we've seen the First Order love some red troopers. Cardinals uh, yeah, Cardinals yeah, outfits Cardinal. red. Uh, Major, a, Von uh, Major Von Reg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously what stands out is that the color is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is similar to kind of the color scheme we saw for the marketing campaign for The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, you guys yeah. remember those posters. Yeah. It kind of has this, like, very dreary red yeah. on, on all the posters. And, and the fact that we have a stormtrooper with the same colors is just, on that scale, it's amazing. But mm-hmm. like you guys said, the name immediately made me go, what? what? Yeah. Sith Trooper? Yeah. That yeah. made me <laughs> yeah, because, because we know question so much. Going to Galaxy's Edge, we have, uh, they talk about the Red Fury team or squadron or bands of friends that are part of uh, part of that adventure. So we Red's factoring in, but yeah. Sith, Sith. Sith, Sith, Joseph. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What were your reactions to Sith? Again, on the internet, uh, many people were like, JJ doesn't know what he's talking about. I was like, JJ's the one of the people who decided yeah. Kylo is not Sith, that right. Kylo and Stoke are not Sith right. uh, when he was making The Force Awakens. So I'm quite confident he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And this is not like JJ doesn't know Bosk's dad's name. Like, this isn't Star Wars minutia. You know, this is a big deal. Yeah. So to me, it's one of two things. Either Kylo re embracing the helmet is re embracing past mm-hmm. and saying, I was on the right track. Yeah. I need to embrace the vision of my grandfather, the vision of the Sith. I'm re-embracing this. Yeah. Or, and this is a clouded judgment, my sort of what I want. Sure. I'd still want Richard E. Grant, General Agent Pride, mm. to be a holdover from the Empire who has some Sith secrets mm. in that he is the motivator to, hey, I, I got some ideas about Palpatine and maybe maybe he's not all the way gone. And is this a faction Mm. within the First Order like that, that Kylo doesn't have full control over the mm. First Order because this guy is powerful enough mm. and that these are part of his project to be sort of looking back to the tradition of the Empire, the tradition of the Sith. 
I like that a lot. And yeah, you, you've been on this uh, wonderful train of Richard, Richard E. Grant before we talk about you. You wanted him to be like a priest. <laughs> I wanted him to be an imperial dignitary. Imperial dignitary. Put on your weird purple hat. Maybe he was. And then you just change outfits. But yeah, this idea, Andre said, uh, maybe there's a, you know, Kylo's not maybe not necessarily the one that's bringing back Palpatine or he's connected to it, but someone else is. And that there's kind of a race towards it. Um, something I keep going to that would excite me. Um, but to say, what do you think about this here? The, 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 the someone else bringing back the Sith or Kylo going, yeah, you're right. This is what we need to do. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing that's where uh, I was to right kind too. of give credit yeah. credence to your point is the fact that it is a, a trooper outfit, and it's not just you know Sith soldier, and it's just yeah. these guys wearing these red suits. And no, it's a Sith trooper, very specific First Order looking troopers you know signaling that someone within the first order has made either something that's in accordance to the force uh first order or something that kind of is like like you said like an offshoot yeah kind of like a side uh you know project of someone else and like you said richard e grant's character as we know is is in that so I, i'm 100 percent on board with that and the fact that it might not be something that kylo wants and that yeah. kylo is kind of fighting that and going against that. Yeah, and, maybe he's not the supreme leader as much as <laughs> we were led to believe at the end of yeah. Last Jedi. Yeah, considering that I, I just, I don't see Kylo being like, oh, I meant Sith. That's what I meant. Right, right. right. <laughs> I don't see him kind of going back on that. That I really do feel like J.J. Abrams was very specific in, in saying that Kylo... And Snoke, we're very much no. They're dark side, not Sith. Yeah, yeah. There's very specific ways to go about this, and the mm-hmm. Sith order is extremely specific yeah. with the rules, with the regulations, with what they have in order. Um, so, yeah, the fact that it's Sith trooper makes me feel like somehow he's trying to bring back uh, either the Sith the way it was before, you know, Palpatine somehow connected to it. And this mm-hmm. comes hand in hand with obviously we know Palpatine's in the movie now, but with what Palpatine might have in store as far as his yeah. contingency plan to yeah. actually keep on ruling. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The contingency and it could just be yeah, could just be Garden him. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they're a new version of a royal guard. It could just be a troll by Hux of like we have we have these new troopers, they're elite. Uh, I'm gonna call them Sith <laughs> because it just annoys Kylo. Like, I'm not Sith. Could be that, could be that. But we're gonna dive into this tradition of troopers here in a second. Uh, that's our look at the news. The Sith Trooper rounds it out there. But before we do that, we always want to recommend an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Joseph, what do we have? We have before the awakening by Greg Rucka. I was looking for a book that dives into the trooper perspective and this has those three stories from the perspective of Ray, Poe, and Finn. It's got a lot of great stuff about Finn truly training to be a stormtrooper. It's a good look inside being a trooper. Absolutely. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook and try before the awakening on us here on Force Center. We are diving in to the terror of the troopers, Joseph. Yeah, so we're going to talk about troopers in general inspired by the Sith Trooper. We're going to talk some like big picture ideas and which ones we like the most and why. Before we even dive into that, we got all caught up in that word Sith. We didn't even talk about do they look cool? I mean, you mentioned oh, yeah. the Crimson Red, right? But the design of the Sith Trooper, are you both on board? Are you excited? Or does it feel not new enough? It. I like it. I like it because it isn't just a simple paint job. If you look closer, they've got a little bit more of a 
like a tactical vest looking. It's part of the armor, the regular, but it a looks a little death different. trooper vibe yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. And these grooves, there's like grooves on the outfits and the, yeah. even the, the black pants underneath. It just, it looks just different enough that to me it isn't just a paint job thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like the Crimson Guard and G.I. Joe Cobra, that kind of, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. How about you, Ace? Oh, no. I, I'm on the opposite side. I, oh, I feel like it's the coolest looking trooper we've ever had. All <laughs> time. Okay. I'm honestly oh, wow. considering it. I, yeah. I think it's, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, that might be the coolest looking trooper we've ever seen, which is saying something uh, yeah. since we're you know going to get into the main topic. But that might be my favorite one, man. That. That, it Damn. looks so cool. Yeah. It just, I mean, the fact that, it, like you said, the little indented grooves mm-hmm. on the helmet and uh it just ah, the color scheme is amazing the fact that it goes so well with the black kind of sticking out yeah on the arms red and black's a good yeah, combo. Black. Love, yeah. Oh, it's dope it's <laughs> yeah. so cool every third wrestling independent wrestling villain has a red and black theme including myself so red and black's a good theme yeah oh, it's beautiful uh yeah and i really like that it does feel like uh, all these great designers getting together and going, how can we subtly make a troop that feels new but does uh, evoke every one of the major troops? Because that's yeah. their helmets certainly look like Phase Two uh, clones. Definitely has some rhythms with that. Mm-hmm. So I like that it feels like you can look at each little piece and go, like that's kind of new, but that kind of reminds me of this trooper. And it start. It makes me think that there's going to be a lot visually that just very subtly ties together all that. nine films. So excited for that. Uh, all right. You already kind of answered the first question. Sith Trooper might be your favorite trooper. But let's just start off with favorite trooper as a design yeah. uh, or as a character. Ken, what do you have? I, I'm still sticking with ba- uh, Biker Scout. That's been my answer for, mm. well, I guess most of my life. But, yeah. Uh, we've talked <laughs> about here in Force Center how much I just love it. I love the specialized, kind of the specialized unit, kind of an elite unit. I just love the the radical departure with those little kind of, uh, you know, built-in goggle kind of look. Um, I just remember, I, I don't know... I mean, again, just go to sitting there in, in the theater at seven years of age and just just go, no, those, okay, the Stormtroopers look great. Um, seeing Empire going to Snowtroopers, which we talk about, and then but I just, I don't know, they look so different. And they're gone. I love the little blaster. Yeah. Just something about it. I still gravitate to them today, to this day. And on Battlefront 2, they're the specialists. They're the specialists. So I don't play that as much. Have but fun with them. I'm going to look, going to take that time. Get in a bubble and hit people with your yeah. favorite trooper. Uh, do, do you think it, you were attached to them just visually or was it also that they had a specific and cool job that you saw them do? I liked the specific and cool, cool job idea. And, I, and I've gone on that, bef- that trail before discussing just, you know, different, uh, you know, within forces, you have different specialized forces that might dress different. And I just, I just liked that idea. And then it just seemed, and it's, I still, I still have a weird reaction um, it's very small, very subtle, but like even like rebels or something where I'd see biker scouts, not in a forest. <laughs> and I'm like, but wait, they're forest troopers. They're not. No. <laughs> I just, We've yet to see the forest trooper, which really should have been deployed on Endor. It really should have been. I'm sure. Yeah. Now they would. So yeah, it is the overall thing. It isn't just, it doesn't just a look. It's what they do. Okay. They ride. love that bike, that speeder bike. Yeah. So much great attitude in that armor. How about you? Uh, before uh, Sith Trooper blew your mind. Yeah, uh, as soon as you guys uh, said this was going to be the topic, I already knew my answer. And, and again, it's not, it's a pretty obvious answer. And uh, it's the Clone Trooper. Yeah. The Clone Trooper by far. I, uh, I'm i very, very partial towards the prequels. I am a prequelist, as you guys say. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I saw the Clone Troopers in theaters, you know, it was love at first sight. I love <laughs> these troopers. And the fact that 
obviously I can get even more into the fact that Clone Wars made him such characters. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, that that helps quite a bit. The fact sure. that they are actual characters within the story, they have you know arcs and lines and moments, and they're they're one of the most compelling characters in the animated series. Yeah, and the fact I mean, obviously, besides the fact that they look amazing is yeah. one of my favorite reasons why. But the fact that if you were to tell me, you know favorite trooper moment or favorite trooper line it's going to be mostly clone troopers for me whether that be commander cody whether that be fives like these are my favorite troopers by far yeah they're impossible to resist as characters because they are by far the most Mm -hmm. developed as characters now are you do you lean more towards uh phase one attack the clones or phase two in terms of just geeking out about how awesome they look i i think phase two is when they really mastered how cool they can actually look um, I just love all the different specific designs they yeah. have in Phase Two, and especially in Revenge of the Sith, when we see how they have all these different looks in different planets. Uh, the Kashyyyk, uh, oh yeah, clone troopers look amazing. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah, Phase Two is amazing, and I and I love how we get even more very specific designs in the Clone Wars animated series too. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite uh, battalion? Yeah, I mean the Five O First, and okay. I mean the the Fives is my favorite. So. That yeah. by far with the okay. blue. That's the first thing I bought in, in the oh, Battlefront yeah. 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That outfit, I was like, yeah, yeah. I do. I want to play Fives. Yeah. yeah. I 100% yeah. want to play yeah. Fives. I'm the 212th. My <laughs> allegiance to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the orange is awesome. But yeah, yeah. man, did, yeah. did troopers really exploded with that because we had yeah. the progression, yeah. you know, of like, oh, here's a new Imperial troop. And now here, you know, the clone troopers having all sorts of different types that you see in the corners of the, the frame. And like, yeah, and we're going to paint ourselves weird too. And you have to memorize all that go for it star wars nerds yeah. uh very exciting stuff uh yeah, yeah for for me it, it's hard the clone troopers as a character is like yeah for sure there's just no uh no beating them in more modern times i love that damn shore trooper yeah yeah no the shore trooper's great the shore trooper is really different because yeah. they have this very specific and weird job which i i find entertaining uh because it's if you're gonna be a trooper, damn the shore, yeah. nice place to be. But just the look of them, I love that their armor is a little faded. Mm-hmm. I love that it's got these patches of color. It's got some of those sort of rhythms and energy of the biker scout. Awesome. And it just it, it feels like, well, is that for heat that you're not as well armored? Is it mm. because we just don't care about <laughs> you? But just yeah, it, it just beach detail. Yeah, there's, so there's some like fun kind of like how do they fit into the story, but just the aesthetic of them I, I absolutely yeah. love. Um yeah, I, it's so funny talking about the short troopers. Uh, our friend Joe Starr over there, Screen Truck, he's, he's not a huge fan of Rogue One, loves, likes a lot in it, and, but we were talking about it. He goes, yeah, you know, I didn't take to Rogue One as much as other people, but you know what? It gave me the short trooper, and I love <laughs> short troopers, and I think that, you know, I think that's part of the appeal of troopers. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a new figure to collect. Yeah, absolutely is. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's pretty epic. And the yeah. fact that, it, obviously, we can yeah. geek out about certain aspects, but, and, you know, every design is specific to where they're at. But just the personality-wise of these troopers, how yeah. it'll affect you if you if you were a short trooper. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you're like a Hawaiian and you know, like yo, dude, it's fine, man. I don't need armor it's on all the legs. The, yeah, the armor is like, just relaxed. about keeping the sand out. That's really where the money goes into the ankle. Yeah, it's like if armor. you're living on the short. Like, how do these uh, once they get you know? pushed out and they know their assignment as far as like if I'm stuck on Hoth and these guys are 
I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want to be a shore trooper. I don't want to be stuck well, in the snow. Minban troopers, that's a little punishment there. Yeah, yeah. send you out to the mud. Minban trooper is also one of my favorites because it's not a new design. They're just yeah. dirty and have a cape. Yeah, yeah. All those <laughs> it's so cool yeah. though. But yeah, because that's the it, one of the things that watching Solo for the first time, seeing you know yeah. that design, I was like, that is cool. That looks yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so much about it is just the, the aesthetic. Uh, I tried to make a quick list uh, of uh, of all of the various troops. Now it's it's an incredibly weird task because there's yeah. the obvious canon, there's on screen, there's yeah. been in a in the corner of a video game. Is that canon or isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try to run through the list real quick. And if Love there's that. any that like you guys feel like I need to. I have something that needs to be said about this troop. <laughs> Shout it out. Yeah. Uh, so we got the original, a new troop uh, in the order of how time flows in our actual galaxy. Uh, Snow Trooper. Then you got Ken's favorite, the Biker Scout. You got the Emperor's Royal Guard, yeah. which is a big deviation. You have the beautiful confusion of, is that a sand trooper? <laughs> is there such a thing as a sand trooper? Or is that just a trooper with a pauldron? <laughs> which it seems like Luke's film still can't decide because right. sometimes things are labeled sand trooper. Uh, then, of course, you go into the clone trooper phase one, clone trooper phase two, all the different clone trooper variants. Uh, you got your aquatic, your paratrooper, your riot, your arc. It kind of goes on and on. Uh, and then we go to the big redesign of the First Order Stormtrooper. How do we feel about First Order Stormtrooper? Do we like that redesign? Oh, Ace. You know? Ace has a strong opinion. Oh, man. Shaking your as head? As soon as they came out with that design, I was like, you guys got me. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Holy a, shit. I'm going to buy that shirt. That, and I bought that shirt. That's, that's, a, that's a head shake of love. Of love. Okay. Yeah. I love that First Order design. I think it's just different enough mm-hmm. where you feel like, yes, this is, this is this something different. And it's still... Yeah classic and reminding you of the original trilogy. Well, let me I ask love. you this in specific because when I when I look at the whole list, mm-hmm. I think what's different about them is almost all of the troopers have an, an uh, aesthetic of some amount of being rugged. Either there's mm-hmm. like a cut to the armor or mm-hmm. we get to see them actually beat up and grimy. Uh, and the First Order really do look like they're rounded more mm-hmm. in the actual design. They're more slick so they really do look like uh, all the classic troops are flip phones, and these are <laughs> top of the line iPhones, right? They're yes. sleek. Yes. yes. Do you feel like that works? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I, I love that. I love that it's very much, you know, much more refined and and, and smooth and much more Hux <laughs> than anything else. You could tell Hux had a hand in this. Yeah, I love that idea. I love the fact that this is a much different brand of the First Order, and that they're they're sticking with you know it's the theme of of the first order right as far as like being inspired by what came before but still trying to make it your own and still trying to update it and you know bring it to to modern times i guess yeah i think that's it makes it makes sense to me as yeah. far as the design goes. Do you feel the same way, Ken? Yeah, I'm going back and taking back my head to the 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 heady days before Force Awakens came out, when we all had just wild wild fun speculating and breaking down everything until we realized it would hurt us. Um, <laughs> but remember, we saw the teaser trailer and Finn pops up, and it was like the na- analysis of the the normal backs of the stormtroopers are now kind of built into the armor, and then the you know, some people did take some shots at the way the masks were. Were they were they frowning? What is like? Yeah. I, but I and so I didn't. I liked it because I got what they're doing. This is, this is you know, especially now we can look back. Oh, it's a soft reboot of the franchise to a new generation. So you're going to need s- similar things. Um, but I'll tell you what. So I was, I was not indifferent, but I was like, okay, I get it. But it was the shot in, uh, in the, uh, what was the second or first teaser, where we see what we now know is Finn and his squad mates second. landing at the Tunal village. 
And I remember thinking, you mean on the shuttle when they're shaking and, and they're back shaking and forth, and they look like real troops. They look like real troops, and that's and I just remember going, I'm in. And it wasn't so much the design because again, again, a step above indifferent. Like yeah, they're they're new stormtroopers. Yeah, cool. And the things are in the backs. Got yeah. it. But I remember seeing that and going, oh, this is. This is going to look different in a good way, like in a great way. Yeah. Real. And, you know, we're coming out of that, you know, I love, we love the prequels too, but coming out of the, you know, they're all CGI characters and I wish sometimes the clones were real and I could touch them and Mace could touch them. Yeah. Um, but I love that <laughs> shot and that got me. So I still, when you, when you say first order stormtrooper, I think of that shot you in that, that trailer, trailer. Yeah. teaser trailer and it got me excited. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that, that's what I, I like there. Yeah, there. I love the sort of the, the lie of them, that they look so nice and they're, they're meant to do such a, right. uh, a brutal thing. Right. So, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, we uh, we all love the first order troopers. Uh, beautiful. And, and it's lucky that we do because they're right away in Force Awakens. So many variants. We got the uh, <laughs> flame trooper, which I think is very, very cool. Uh, like burning people in uh, Battlefront 2. I probably shouldn't have just said that out loud. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. It's fun in terms of video games. You're the guy burning me. Uh, I hate you know, fighting them. I, I hate fighting Well, them. you know, I don't get to burn very long because everybody sees the flame trooper I, and you are a target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then the snow trooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, uh, then we go into all of the various new troops. We've got the short trooper we talked about. The death trooper. Let's take a pause on the death trooper because mm-hmm. the death trooper was something, so many different variants of that general look, that general name in the EU, now in canon. This is our death trooper. Yeah. Love it, love Death Trooper, hate Death Trooper. Really, I really love it. Uh, I get that it didn't. It, they were used a lot in Rogue One, but they kind of had that. We're so special, we we got our butts kicked pretty fast. But hey, I, I want Baze Malpas to pick a few of them out. Like I want yeah. that, but I really do like the look. Um, and and 
Uh, I saw a life life size one recently, and I just kept staring at it and, and touching it. <laughs> Where did you see S- it? Sideshow. Okay. I had the chance to go to Sideshow. Right, right, I right. was standing last week, and they have they have two on display that are life size, so they're like six five. Nice. And I just I literally was in front of it, just touching the leather. <laughs> so cool. So I like it. I I don't necessarily love the name. Yeah, but I like it. Yeah. How I, about I, you? Again, I loved it. And and Rogue One, seeing them were. You know, you know what it is. It's you know being a nerd, and I'm in, in the presence of fellow nerds. It's it's the idea of the fact that they're like a foot taller than all the other stormtroopers. Uh, they have the crazy super speed blaster. Yeah, uh, that mm. seems to be a little bit more powerful, and the fact that you can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, I love it. That, yeah, that they've got yeah. the coded. The fact that they're just like... And they're, they're probably saying important orders, but they could just be like, Krennic's an asshole. This cape looks wrinkly today. And it kind of, you can go into different canon, and you, I'm assuming you guys know more than I do, as far as like, why they're taller than everyone, why they speak different than everyone, why, you know, all these different reasons. And another thing too, is the fact that we see them in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Clone Wars, I'm Rebels. sorry. Rebels. Rebels. And they speak a little more clear. And they speak, yeah. and it's a woman too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that. It was, when, yeah. when it was, uh, I think it was Ezra mm-hmm. and the Kyber, Kyber crystal scene. Yeah. Uh, there was death troopers guarding it. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a woman who was mm-hmm. the commander and it was, again, she was like a foot taller than yeah. everyone else and she was a death trooper. And I kind of, you know, had my whole head going, I'm like, man, I really do like the death troopers and seeing them in animated version kind of helped me. Yeah enjoy them even more. Love the use of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love them. I love the noise. I love the look. And I really think Battlefront 2, it does make a difference when you play as a character, mm-hmm. you start to have a different like affinity to them. Like after I played the Death Trooper for a little while, like I needed the action figure because like, that's oh, me. Yeah. That's an action figure <laughs> <laughs> of me. Yeah. Uh, so then of course, moving on, we get the uh, Executioner Trooper. Uh, Ace pulled up even more First Order Troopers. We have the mm-hmm. Heavy Gunner. We have the Riot Control, which is a normal one with a baton yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a shield. Well, uh, I mean, that's the great scene that we get, right? Yeah. Traitor. Yeah. Traitor. One of the most popular words to say in the First Order, mm-hmm. apparently. Traitor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we get the Executioner Trooper, which I love. I like that specific job. It's an awful job. Cool armor. Uh, and then going to Solo, we get the Patrol Trooper on the bike, the more kind of cop like yeah, like of, the, of the Empire, the Range Trooper. Again, very specific job. Yeah. Uh, we get the Mud Trooper, which is different than the Mimbon Storm Trooper, which is right. just the dirty one. Uh, and then, of course, the Sith Trooper these days, and then uh, going back to things that popped up in uh, Clone Wars and, and Rebels, you get Jump Troopers, uh, you get the Purge Troopers uh, that are coming. Yeah. Didn't even get into the pilots. Got the Praetorian <laughs> Guards. There are so many. It would take the yeah. whole episode to just list and rank Absolutely. them all. Absolutely. Uh, uh, at uh, Drivers. At At Driver, yeah. yeah like by by the time I got into yeah. this list, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing... We'll okay. pick up the slack. <laughs> all right. The Hover Tank Pilot <laughs> from Rogue One. Okay. Right idea. That's a <laughs> different... Like trip. Yeah. The At At Pilot. That's a different... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Did the uh, ATSD pilots count? Because they're not technically I mean, troopers. Yeah, and they're right. pi- like. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's a just embarrassment it's of riches. But I wonderfully wanted to exhausting. shout out as many uh, because I know people yeah. listening to this all have their favorites. But I know that we skipped some, and there are yeah. some that are also like EU. Um, yeah, you know that are EU ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that are uh, not in in modern canon, but probably will be. So let's get into some more um, kind of substance about the troopers. Yeah. So we do have this long tradition of adding new troopers. It started in 1980 with the snow troopers. Are there too many? Do you uh, do you feel? Does it stretch credulity? And even if it does, do we give a damn? Ace, how do you feel about 
the yeah. volume of new troopers? The, I, I think it's there is a lot, and, and there's no denying that I, I can't be like, no, there's not, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a fact. But the fact that it's, I think the point of it is kind of deeper fandom, right? Mm. Where everything we can see in a movie, we can appreciate it, and, and a general movie-going audience can see and and believe, like, wow, that's cool. But for geeks like us, for nerds like us, we can dive deeper into them. So I, I feel like there's always a purpose, and that whether that purpose be collector's items for nerds, or that purpose be a different look for, for a different area or a different planet. I, I think there's a reason for them all, or <laughs> Battlefront 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, there is a lot of them. But I, I, again, I feel like there's a reason for pretty much every single one of them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I really like that perspective. That either in the narrative there is a totally like yeah, there wouldn't be just a standard biker scout on a bike. There, there's a reason for a patrol trooper. It's the cop of mm. of the empire. Like mm-hmm. great, we really see like or the range trooper. We really see what they do. Uh, and then sometimes it is just the tradition of this looks cool. We want to sell toys. Selling toys is not new to Star Wars. No. And to me, as long as it doesn't break the narrative or break the world, to me, there's no shame in it. It's yeah. George Lucas did not start a nonprofit in 1977. <laughs> you know, the 501st C3. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a part of it. So, and again, that's some of the snark I got online of like, they're just trying to sell toys. Like, yes. Hello. Have you met Star Wars? That is, <laughs> I'd like you to meet my cousin, Star Wars, my cousin, Star Wars. That's, yeah. that's, that's part of what this is about. The third thing I thought after yeah. thinking this is cool. Wow. That name, man, they're going to sell a lot of these. When I saw Sith <laughs> Trooper yeah. was the fact that, yeah, this is a, uh, this is Disney, man. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to sell merch and, uh, successfully they're going to do it with, yeah. with the new troopers. Yeah. And yeah, and as long as it doesn't break anything, narratively, I don't, I don't care. How do you feel? Ken? I, I, I'll go to the example of the U-wing, which is oh. easily one of my favorite yes. ships in Star Wars. And it shows up in Rogue One, and yeah, there was some like, where, where are the U-wings in uh, you know, Return of the Jedi? Because Battle of Yavin, that makes sense or not? Ship to ship type of thing there, and it's like, yeah, but you can. It makes sense in the story. And then now the backfill information was, well, there wasn't a lot of them because the Rebellion didn't have a lot of resources. So a lot of them are, are probably destroyed and gone. And you might not even have a lot of them by yeah. the Jedi. Uh, and it's a different style of fighting. This is a, this is a, a, a Huey helicopter land, dropping troops off on the beach, you know. And uh, so I, I understand some pushback. I understand a little bit of cynicism, but... Yes, this is tradition going back to the the snow trooper. And I think it's not just tradition for selling toys. I think it's tradition for the people who design these movies. Yeah. We're sitting down. We're making a new Star Wars movie in two years. Uh, What's some concepts? Ooh, I've had a a daydream about a a sunlight trooper. He sunbathes and he has a, you know, a boombox and he's great. Here's your design. Uh, How about we call the short trooper? That's just part of the fun of making these films. And that's a tradition too. Yeah. So I think it's all, uh, I love it. And like you said, if, unless it's something that completely is takes a story, messes up canon or timelines, which uh, hard yeah. for design think, to do. But yeah, you could think about it like people who do color designs or color schemes yeah. for cars, right? I mean, yeah. it, it very much has this kind of like uh, George yeah. Lucas has that too, right? The, the race car kind of ideology of just making something look different, yeah. paint jobs for different cars is actually a big deal for a lot of Americans. It would be really boring if every three, uh, all three of these sequel trilogy movies just had the same. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Executioner Trooper. It's fine. It's fine, but like, all right, you know, what are they going to do? You know, they, sure, all right, they have <laughs> yeah. old school pirate executions or medieval executions. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, the fact that it's a variant, it's fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the the thing to me is it is always great tip of the iceberg storytelling too, because even if a trooper, we're told they're elite, they do this specific thing, they're in this specific environment, you don't really get to see it, but you can still imagine. Yeah. yeah, and even on top of that, it's this is all propaganda for both the Empire and First Order, right? Yeah. So, like, maybe sometimes these troops don't do anything, but in order to instill fear and control, they want to plaster posters. Yeah, uh, like, not just that recruitment. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen. Uh, I'm I'm sure you guys are you football fans as well. But I, how many times have we seen? And I personally, I've seen as being a college football fan. Players in high school literally say, "Oh yeah, I chose Oregon because I like their jersey." <laughs> I've seen that's yeah, real, yeah. That, and then they're like, "Oh, I went to Washington State because I really like how cool their jerseys look." Oh yeah, yeah. It's a real that's, deal. Yeah, we yeah. get to see a little bit of I the mean, if, uh, promotional. If, if I could solo, dress yeah. up like that trooper, I'm, I'm, if I'm a young kid growing up and just get off Corellia? being oppressed yeah. by the empire, I might yeah. be like, you know what? At least they wear cool suits. Yeah. Yeah. Serve your empire on sunny Scarif. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could be a short trooper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, along those lines, do you need troopers to have a logical reason for having different armor or different jobs? Because that, that is a thing that I think bugs fans sometimes when they're like, okay, but why couldn't a normal stormtrooper do that? Why does it need to be a snow trooper or a range right. trooper? I think it all works for me in terms of the specialization. The one, I'll bring up the Executioner again, not to pick on it, but it shows up, and I get it, and it looks like an Executioner, and they're beheading people, and, and, and all the reasons why are backfilled by the story group or Pablo's Encyclopedia of yeah, Visual Dictionary. I think spent some time on it. Yeah, about the how they're randomly selected that day or week or whatever it is, and I can, I'm totally fine with it, but I, I remember thinking like, uh, oh, okay, you know, you don't, again, we don't necessarily need it. Couldn't have been just you. You're the one doing it today, but now you have to look different. Fine. Uh, totally fine. Again, I think it's fun for the filmmakers. I think Ron Johnson and his design team were like, ooh, what if we had this? And it's not necessarily just to quote sell toys. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's just fun. So not everyone's going to hit with me. But yeah, as long as it's logical, you, you know, you need to put a different helmet on to drive a tank. I'm there with it. I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. You need to be yeah, entirely different armor yeah. to drive this tank. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Interesting. Ace, how do you feel about that? Do you ever get frustrated and feel like, what's, what's the rationale? No, I really do feel like people people underestimate the power of aesthetic. And, and it's one of those things where aesthetic, and like I just mentioned about cars, but cars is a big deal. Like people love cars, paint jobs, paint designs, making them look different, little additions that you can add to it. These are things that people love to do because they love the aesthetic of their vehicle. Yeah. It could be the same thing with a trooper. It, making things look a different way design-wise, whether that be for a specific purpose, that's a bonus, but for me if it's aesthetically pleasing, yeah, I think that's the point. I think the point is to make it look like yes, I could see this trooper on Hoth or yes, I could see it on Kashyyyk or yes, I could see it if you can fit it in that planet, I think that's much more of a better sell than if their purpose on that yeah. planet is. I think that's great to not uh, undersell aesthetics. To just like visually, do they make sense there? Like the yeah. Range Trooper makes visual sense oh, yeah. on that Conveyx yeah. train, right? You know, yeah. yeah. And for me, even when like you can get to that point, of like oh well, well let, let's have fun making fun of it and like you can make fun of the stormtrooper executioner and go like yeah. okay you have to tro different troopers rotate into that armor you put the different armor on alright you got some propaganda you're 
teaching your troops to, uh, you know, do awful things and further indoctrination of like, you're all in when you cut somebody's head off. But then you go like, how many, how many Tuesdays does the first order need to cut somebody's head off? And then (laughs) what are they doing? You can go to like a joke place with it, but then you also like, to me, I always like just letting things that could be a criticism, just open a door to imagination. You know, the first order took over a bunch of planets in the unknown regions or on the border areas like Rose Tico's planet. And yeah. maybe the executioners were damn busy yeah. mm-hmm. cutting anybody's head off publicly who defied the first order. And like, we start to imagine it that way. Then it's not as much of a joke. Then it's this like horrific reality of like, what yeah. did, did Rose and Paige see some, a lot of people's heads chopped off. Was that, yeah. did that have deeper meaning for Rose? Cause she saw them deployed. I love that you touched on that because it's deeper to, to what we bring here to Force Center. And, and, and getting to, to work and hang out with you, Joseph, was one of the things that really started reignited my passion for doing that because I felt I felt you do that as a, as a young fan in high school where you're like, what? why did X, X, Y, and Z happen? Well, what if it meant that, and headcanon yeah. became, was this thing that we traded around on playgrounds and, and college uh, tables <laughs> I was doing in college too. But it's so, it's, it's so important to just the overall way uh, we look at Force Center. I remember first hey, really starting to work with you. It was like, oh, that's that's right. This is fun. Right. To go, oh, why? Well, here's here's some possibilities. And it's not the answers. And you don't, you know, I don't need my canon answers. But it's just fun to it's wonder. It's fun to imagine, yeah. And what it is. Yeah, and you can, if you want to have a laugh, you can have a laugh. But, uh, yeah. And you can get that from different style of troopers. Yep. I want to know the guy who's like, like guys, I want to be a short trooper. Well, you failed your ASVAB, but we're going to take you anyway. You're going to be a mud trooper. Yeah. You know, that's fun. Yeah. As a fan. And coming from Minnesota, you, you do need different uh, armor for <laughs> Hoth, for sure. No doubt about that. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, so as collectors, uh, do you gravitate toward the troops? And in, in why do you think that is, if that's true, Ace? Uh, yes, in a certain way. Um, I feel like it, it has a lot. Again, I go back to the design. For me, it's yeah. more like merchandise like i said as soon as the first order trooper came out i got a t-shirt um <laughs> but that first force friday man I, I, mm. i'm sure you guys remember when the force oh, awakens yeah. was coming out the the first order trooper was everywhere yeah that was the big thing i think it was even on the poster yeah and it, it was the exclusive out. of comic con was our yeah. first taste of of the merch for the movie so yeah. that's kind of the first thing i got as far as you know right. trooper wise so that's the, the one thing i remember the most and obviously when the prequels were out. The clone troopers was something that I gravitated towards quite a bit. And uh, I, I'm assuming you guys go deeper than I do as far as collectors. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you an action figure junkie? Do you buy action figures? I do. Yes. Not as much as I used to um, because I am much more broke than I was before. Yeah, <laughs> that changes a lot of things. Yeah, it changes yeah. quite there are too a bit. too many troopers. But That's yes, why if I you can't go, have kids. If you go in my room, I've mentioned quite a bit that there is uh, an array of figures and it's... Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's a twelve-year-old's room. So let's let's say there's a fantasy situation where you know J.J. Abrams walks into this apartment right now. He's like, guys, here's here's the first fourteen action figures from Rise of Skywalker. Do you buy the trooper right away? Is it is it always the first purchase? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, okay. because it does have a staple within those movies on a on a bigger scale. Like you, like we've mentioned with the prequels, as far as the clone trooper, the scout trooper with Return of the Jedi, you can never forget. There's the snow trooper with Empire Strikes Back. Like each movie has that trooper that you you have a fond it's a memory symbol of over. the movie yeah, itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a great point. Can uh, do you gravitate towards the troops or or the mud trooper for Solo? Yeah. For oh example. yeah, yeah. I love sure. the mud trooper, and it reminds me of Solo. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so all that said, as much as I love troopers, no, <laughs> I don't. So I'm really? even looking kind of around my place now. I, I definitely have biker scout Let's stuff see. around. Definitely have biker scouts, and this I did guy. the one that's a flame trooper over there. Yeah, the Disney, I, see him right I didn't here. purchase that. It was ah, a gift. Uh, I yeah, and, and based on your question, uh, that's my answer. Uh, JJ no. comes in, I go great. Give me that Leia. Give me that. Uh, you know, I collect, collect Hans like crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I want various. Uh, you know, I have a lot of uh, Leia stuff going on here. Got, Does it go to character for it's you? It's character. Yeah, it's character. Because I was going to say, if, if when I see Infus Nest, I, I think that. her armor is amazing. But it's, it's the, yeah, character. That's the character. It's the character. Yeah. She's amazing. She's cool. And, and the look too. If she was Infus Nest and she had a you know a, a, a brown robe and a you know a, you know a pocket knife, I'd be like, yeah, it's not my favorite character design. But I love the character. But I, but it all factors in. But yeah, so and I, the more the troopers have characters, the better. Like Iden yeah. is one of my favorite characters. Iden Versio. Yeah. yeah, and I'm bummed they don't have they don't have an actual item. They have a special black series that's, uh, that's yeah. just a generic Inferno squad. Um, so yeah, so ships. I you know I collect my Y wings. You know yeah. that. But yeah, if you go in my collection, uh, Funko Pops or black series or classic figures, not a lot of just troopers. I'm not one of those army builder collectors. You know yeah. you know what it is for me, and I know yeah. this is I'm going off topic, and I apologize. Oh, that's fine. But uh, Mandalorians, Mandalorians yeah. are that's my that's yeah, my yeah. that's my bread and butter more than troopers. Um, obviously when Attack of the Clones came out, Django Fett to me yeah. was just like, this is peak. Yeah. I had a Django Fett Lego figures, Django Fett giant action figures, Django Fett small action figures. Like I had <laughs> yeah. like five or six Django Fett figures. Uh, I had the Slave One, like Django Fett to me just because of that Mandalorian armor. And I'm assuming I'm going to go back into it once the Mandalorian comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm on a different level of hype for that. Okay. <laughs> Especially right. since it's Pedro Pascal, which I can get into quite a bit more as far as my favorite character on Game of Thrones. Um, but Mandalorian, uh, that would probably be okay. my that makes sense. pick for that. Yeah, I think I'm kind of somewhere in between because I think I almost always my first thing is a character, usually, you know, a, a Jedi type. Yeah, uh, right, right. And a trooper. Because I think they they uh, have different uh, ways of satisfying my interest. One is the the character and that relationship and the thrill of the character in the new costume. Like, uh, but the mm-hmm. trooper, like you're saying, Ace is iconography. They are pure aesthetic. They always look better throughout the ages of all Star Wars figures yeah. because it's easier to mold armor than it is organic features. So they always look cooler and they are always a symbol of the movie in a way that the main character isn't because you can attach mystery to them. Yeah. It's like if you get Ray, that's Ray. That's right. If you get a flame trooper, like yeah. is this Steck Bonwu? <laughs> I, I can just make that up. This oh, is Steck Bonwu. He never wanted to be a flame trooper, but this is what you like. So they have this air of mystery uh-huh. to them too, this faceless warrior. Right. But I think a lot of people do gravitate toward them is collectors just because of the aesthetic. They yeah. always look the best. And that goes for Mandalorians as well, right? Because yeah. the armor. It's interesting to, to have this conversation about, you know, this trooper that we, we see in this fictional world and the fact that we cater towards them because of their aesthetic and because of what they represent in their iconography. And I, I'm assuming this is one of the questions we're going to get down to. <laughs> you go in. for it, my friend, go for it. But I feel like I kind of go back to the Hunger Games and the idea of the peacekeepers, right? Mm-hmm. And we see... The, the peacekeepers are something that, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with President Snow. And and they also wear all white, which mm-hmm. is something that, you know, they got from Star Wars. But the fact that when we see that peacekeeper, I believe in um, one of the later movies without mm-hmm. the mask, and we see the face behind this figure as far as like, 
wow, this person is evil. And, mm-hmm. and we see the idea that it is, is they have this extension of the empire, this extension of the emperor, mm-hmm. because they've kind of go hand in hand with that. And they represent fascism. Yeah, they're wearing the face of fear and propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I just think it's funny that we're yeah. buying t-shirts <laughs> yeah, the, you, you, of these. Uh, <laughs> that was actually a perfect segue. Ken, go oh, ahead. No, and, no, and no, 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 segue, segue. Uh, no, no, come on. What, oh, what no, I was just saying, it goes to the other thing we talk a lot about, about just the Empire and Cobra have cooler toys. Yeah. <laughs> but you sh- it should stop that. <laughs> exactly. Meaner people. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so do you like seeing the trooper as characters or do you like keeping them in that sort of a escapism of they're the bad guys they're faceless troopers now uh for the, the point of this question let's take the clones out of it we're going to talk about them a little bit more because that's a whole different thing they're presented to us as the good guys up to a point but i'm talking empire first order mm. do you do you crave knowing like oh is this person a true believer of the horrific fascism or is this a person from a poor planet who made a bad decision do you like thinking about that humanity or do you just want to go like, nah, man, that crossbow sent him flying. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that Star Wars has that. All of it? <laughs> that has that separation of, of, of character. Once again, I keep going back to the Hunger Games, but that scene broke everything down and it's such a powerful scene of seeing the Peacekeeper without the mask beating the crap out of people and just, you're like, wow, I don't think I... <laughs> like, that's not, it's not... Uh, it, 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 that's exactly who they are, even without the mask. Exactly, yeah. And, and and it has this idea of like, wow, this is evil. Like, this is something that's really bad. Whereas it, the Star Wars does it in a much more like representation, you know, stoic cannon fodder. They get shot down. Right. We don't really care. Versus, you know, having them take off the mask. What do they represent? And I think that kind of, that's the point of what George Lucas was trying to say. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that you once you agree to take these actions, you're agreeing to take these actions. And in a way, I think Finn sort of supports that. Of like, he made a choice that any of the other troopers, they've all been indoctrinated the same way as Finn. Yeah, but Finn made this choice, and they didn't. Which I think kind of is a way to try to say like, yes, they are on the path of evil, and they must be stopped. So right. sit back and enjoy the fighting. Just <laughs> yeah, uh, I am very interested by some of the newer stories, and I go to Lost Stars of of pulling the mask off and seeing what's there. Um, but I, I think it, that's why I joke a little while of it because yeah, it's number one's cool. Like whoa, that that's a great gun, and and other times yeah, it's just it is the purpose. It's the point of George's original story. Uh, uh, these these masked faces of fear and terror and propaganda. Um, I'm intrigued by the Finn story. I think that's that's. I think it was uh, listening to Lawrence Kasdan talk a lot about it. But like we, we've never really seen so you know stormtrooper from this point of view. Um, it, they don't spend a ton of time with it. You know, Finn Finn takes the mask off early. I remember being surprised by that. I was like, oh, this is I get it. It's happening within the first fifteen minutes. You yeah, know, we're starting to see the turn. Um, I still think people misinterpret misinterpret the reasons for his turn and what was going on. It takes a little while, but um, I'm in, I'm intrigued with it. But I I I I, I don't ever want. I don't ever want, you know, if a guy takes, a Stormtrooper takes a mask off and he's talking to Thang Kyrell and he's like, oh no, robots are kind of good. It doesn't mean, I don't want that to take away from, I don't think every Stormtrooper has that opinion. You know what I mean? Like right. I still want both sides of, of, of the storytelling. Some, yeah. some who are like, nah, crush them. Like that's got to still be there. That's, that's to George's original point. Yeah. Do you, do you think we're going to, I mean, this is speculation again, but do you think we're going to get a reason why Finn 
kind of broke the ranks or do you think that's already passed? I think it's, I think it's already out there. It, it, it's on the surface in a good way. Like you kind of get the point I think, but I, I think he didn't do it immediately to join the resistance is what we keep. I, I keep hearing, you know, his storyline at seven is, is, is same in eight. Like it's similar uh, in terms of, you know, he hasn't joined yet, but I think you get enough of it of, of there's some insight in some of the books where he's afraid. Mm. He's afraid. He doesn't like this. He's not comfortable. So it's not like just he's like, I want to quit my job. He's like, no, we're doing bad things. But also I, he's afraid of Phasma. Phasma's like, bring your gun to my, join my, my little you know unit and bring your gun for inspection. I know what happened. He's afraid. He doesn't want to be in trouble. He wants to run away. So, um, but it's out of uh, basically a fear versus not like I'm defecting. Yeah. He wasn't defecting. Yeah, you, and you're talking about him choosing to leave with Poe. Yeah. His fear. And he, he doesn't like what's going on. They clearly show that moment. He doesn't like the death. His friend dies, blood on his helmet. He has the villager there. Like, he's not on board for yeah. it. Yeah. But it's still not a straight defection yet, which I like. He has to get to that point. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then Last Jedi is him understanding the causes of the resistance yeah. and believing in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think going even a step back to, like, why he doesn't fire. Mm-hmm. So that before the awakening, if you haven't read that, it's great. Particularly the right. Finn section, it dives into a lot of this about how he was he was really good in all the training simulations, and he really believed what he had been fed that the First Order, the rest of the galaxy was just falling apart and evil, and there are these awful resistance people, and you are a hero who's going to make a difference. And I think it's a light touch in Force Awakens, but I think it's right in the film where it's like as soon as as I was actually asked to just mowed down apparently innocent villagers, I saw the lie mm-hmm. and I made a different choice. And to me, it's like the core of original Star Wars storytelling of like, mm-hmm. you're 12 years old, you get to make a choice, you've been indoctrinated, you've been lied to, you've been told this is what it is to to fight for freedom. And then you get to fighting for freedom and it's shoot that old person who's running away in the back. Mm-hmm. And then I can believe that the other stormtroopers are villains when they're when they don't question it. Yeah, but our hero Finn goes, no, that's a lie. I can't do that. Yeah, and then I think Ken, everything you're saying is right. Yeah, that flows out. from there. But that yeah. initial moment is, you know, really triumphant. Yeah, I just, I just hear a lot of, you know, in Episode Seven, he defected, he joined the Resistance, and Eight, he joins the Resistance. It's like, no, that's not, uh, that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah. He picked up that blade to help Ray. I think a lot of that was was Kylo as well. I think yeah. him seeing Kylo kind of made him see like. That's not a good dude. <laughs> That's not a nice He just fella. stopped a, a laser bolt with yeah. his mind. <laughs> yeah. That's a supernatural evil dude. Yeah. Cut I'm, I'm going to go yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that had a lot to do with it. The fact that it was Kylo Ren kind of, because he's the one that gave the command to, to kill all the villagers and he's right. the one that stopped the, the bull and yeah. you do get that reaction of Finn just being like, "Oh damn!" Like oh, that, that's what this that's is. Really powerful and that's really evil. I'm out. Peace. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving now because yeah. he saw the power of yeah of does, Kylo does of, it again with Maz the dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that connection to Ray that keeps him around, but he's not quite on the team yet. But he wants to be. Yeah, so uh, Finn is a great example yeah. of humanity. And, and in books like Lost Stars, we'll get even more of it. But yeah. let, let's go back to our actual human troopers, uh, which are really the, the clone troopers have the mm. most mm. humanity. Uh, I know you're a, you're a prequel guy. You, this is a prequel-friendly space. Is it... Uh, what what speaks to you most about them as characters, about their humanity and and their humanity as troopers? you know, doing, being both at the same time. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the fact that the animated series and, and, and Filoni wanted to make them have personalities and have each, each and every one of these clone troopers 
have a different personality, a different mindset, a different ideology. Uh, they're not all the same people and they're soldiers. They're, they're doing their job and, and they enjoy their generals and their commanders and they believe in the Jedi and they believe in what they're doing. They have a bar they hang out at, you know, (laughs) they have a bar, they have designs on their, on their clothes. They have different, uh, they, they have different strengths and weaknesses. They have different body types. One of them is stronger. One of them is leaner and faster. One of them is, you know, this is something that I found to be so enjoyable. And I remember the first time they were doing this in the enemy in clone wars, the animated series. And I was like, Oh really? We're going to get the backstory of these guys. And then I was just like, give me more. <laughs> this is some of the best stuff I've ever seen. And, and, and the fact that I, I kept telling my brother when he was, when I was getting him to watch it, I was like, I'm telling you, man, like these guys are cool dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like you that you want to hang out with. And, and I think a lot of that goes with characters like fives, like Rex, like all these characters that we get to know. Uh, and it, and it makes them even more enjoyable in, in, what we see in the movies, uh, the clone troopers, that's one of the reasons why they're my favorites. It's because they have the most character and the most story and we see their battle tactics and get them going into battle. There's an actual reason to it and they have uh, a story to it. Each, yeah. You know, when we see those different uh, several episode length battles that the clone troopers face in the Clone Wars animated series, we see that they have, you know, moments where they're going through a lot yeah and and it's 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 a powerful moment and i really do feel like it gave them so much more character and and again it goes back to revenge of the sith Mm -hmm. commander cody and you just like it's hard not to like commander cody man yeah seems like a cool dude obi-wan like somebody you're gonna be like yeah Yeah. obi-wan's pretty grumpy if you like somebody they gotta be cool yeah how about you ken what what sparks in the humanity of the clones to you i just love when you can take something that's on film in the star wars world and you go back and and clone wars is the first big example of this in, in, in the modern canon i love when you go back and take a little wrinkle the Jedi are generals and are leading clone troopers and the clones switch on them, what, where, why, and now we can go back with another series and, and backfill a little bit of the reasons why and George can spend more time and Filoni can spend more time because then it just makes it more powerful to me. Um, I didn't think about these things watching Attack of the Clones. Well, you didn't have a lot of chance to, but watching Revenge of the Sith, yeah. it's just kind of these faceless, almost mindless clones to me, right? At the time, I'm watching 2005. And then the series comes up and it just it just continues to reward you. That it's beyond just Rex and, Cap- and Commander Cody and it, it's Fives, it's all these other guys and, and it's just this connection, the rookies, the coming on, the new batch that's coming in, all yeah. stuff. And it just starts to add power and it asks big questions and it gets into more of the questions about the... Uh, the Jedi leading fighting machines, you know, and, and, and did they see them as people? They did. Anakin did. Obi-Wan did. Maybe, what is the, what's the Corral Master Krell didn't. Hong Krell. Hong Krell yeah. didn't. Um, and there's reasons why. So, start, so bigger questions that you get to now take your time to answer. And then when you watch Order 66, that becomes one of the more powerful sequences in Star Wars. Particularly when Kiati Mundi turns around and is probably like, Steve! Yeah. <laughs> now I'm dead. You know, it's just power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's, I think the armor in particular, the painting, the armor is such a great plane with this idea of uh, a lot of Star Wars is about pacifism, but a lot of Star Wars is also about like, but at a certain point you have to act, you have to stand up. It is your duty to, to do something. And the clones have such a sense of honor and such a sense that, you know, they're pawns, unfortunately, we ultimately know, but from their perspective, this is right. And it's who they are and they have to do that. So to have that picture of here is a fight that must be waged and I can retain my humanity within it. 
I can still, I can follow orders because I am a person of honor, but I'm still me. And I will still be me within, you know, this is, is really beautiful to me. Um, and I think, yeah, you're talking about Order 66. By the time you spend time with them in the Clone Wars, to feel like they are such underdogs and, and pawns, I think it makes it even more relatable to a viewer to go like, how much yeah. would it suck to be in that situation to, to have been such, you know, a noble person with these good relationships and, and realize that you've just been used. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. makes it so powerful. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but let, let's transition a little bit to the real world. Mm-hmm. In the real world, uh, a lot of the image of Star Wars troopers, even yeah. benevolent things like 501st. I know there's a lot of things in 501st, but yeah. 501st is a lot right. of a lot of trooper, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I would cosplay is not quite the right word. Um, yeah, but essentially definitely started there. Yeah, 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 yeah. it started there. Uh, Ace, how do you feel about that, about like troopers in the real world being sort of like stormtroopers march up to a hospital and do something amazing and kind? And that's just like... <laughs> How do you feel about that weird tension? I, I honestly, if I'm being honest, which is what we're doing now, it, it is kind <laughs> of, it is kind of odd. It, it always is kind of a little, a, a little odd, just because it does have that idea, like, oh no, this is fascism, yay! <laughs> <laughs> but as far as you know, you're you're able to separate it from the work yeah. of art, from the fiction. At least I'm able to separate it. But you're totally right. When they do march up to the hospital, it's like, it's like stormtroopers helping the kids. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is a good look. It, it's the empire as the empire should have been. Exactly. <laughs> but it's also like you can. You have a hat that has the empire sim- symbol yeah, on yeah. it, right? Um, I, he helps kids all the time. I help, all, I help kids all the time. Yeah, I'll, but I'll tell you, and, and the, I, I still like to sometimes remind people, hey, these are movies. But yes, over the last few years, me, being a quote fan of the empire has become an interesting public opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I love Destro, Cobra Commander, and and the Crimson Guard. They are not the good people, uh, but they have cooler stuff. And so, I, I hope people can separate. Uh, I guess I could just as easily buy a, a, re- a rebellion baseball cap. I just like the look, uh, and I just have always liked it. But I. Yeah, it is. It all. It is a weird spot. There's some. There are times when I've had, when walk around with that hat, and I'm like, man, I am really promoting the empire. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. the right thing to do, but it's. Uh, hopefully, people can separate it. But it, it is. Weird. I, I think they can. I think it, it, it speaks do, to this weird yeah. sort of sophistication that we have as a culture that we understand that you, that hat means you like Star Wars. That hat yes. does not mean I wish I had a super laser so I could blow up Iowa so people would fear me and I could control the like yeah. everybody knows that's not what that right. means right. to you yeah. Yeah. and I feel like the five hundred first along with like all sorts of like Vader merch for kids like mm. there's this weird specific magic of Star Wars where is a whole culture we can say like this is a safe place to play with dark ideas we all know stormtroopers are are you know space Nazis yeah. Uh, but we also know that it's just a symbol of this story and this uh, right. idea of Star Wars largely that we love, not specifically the idea of, of the Empire. Yeah. But yeah, probably it's still good. Uh, obviously, the 501st does amazing things. And I mean, right. I mean no yeah, yeah. criticism because it's a larger, yeah. much larger thing. But it is probably a good thing to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. And 501st does great work. And I know there's some other, you know, I won't say rival factions, but other ones who are maybe more like we're going to be the rebels. But I think you five of first by now you can be 
I think whatever you want. Right? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know the rules. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a, yeah. It's you can fun. you can be whatever. I, I just bring up this picture of uh, when the Sith Trooper merch is coming out. This guy with <laughs> super good looking dude with a <laughs> Sith Trooper hat right here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there yeah. You go. Oh, that's I'm a rock Star Wars. Hat. Yeah, you could, you could rock that there. I feel like that guy is just about to pick me last for dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> He's super cool. This looking. guy is not the kind of guy who would buy the Sith Trooper hat. Yeah. Yeah. Is Star Wars is for everybody, <laughs> everybody, even people who are mean to me about dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. That's my baggage. Uh, we're we're starting to head towards wrapping up, talking a little bit more about like the cool things. Um, so the, this is another thing that that came up in the discussion of, uh, of people responding to my tweet of saying, "I wonder if the Sith Trooper is even going to do anything cool." There's this desire to see them do badass things. Right. So. What are, I want to ask your favorite badass moments of Troopers actually doing <laughs> yeah. from original trilogy, prequel, yeah. sequel. What is your favorite moment of Trooper? Ken, are you locked and loaded? I'm not locked. Have- I'm trying because everything I'm coming up with is uh, something that goes wrong for them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love when the patrol trooper and Solo like crashes like a poor guy. Yeah. But he's just like. Hey, he's trying to do his he's job. He's trying to do his job. So I'm trying to think of something that do you, is. Uh, do you have ideas, the, Ace? The only one that, that stands out to me when you guys ask this question is is uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, um, is this going to be the same moment as me? I'm so it curious. It might be, but right. when, when, uh, when they come after, when Obi-Wan is fighting against uh, uh, Grievous. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the troopers come down. Uh, I forget. Remind me of that planet. The Budapau. Budapau. And the, when he gets on the spider trooper. Oh, yeah. The crab droid. The crab droid. That's yeah. what it is. And he just shoots down on it. That is, and he that, just yes. empties his clip on it. That clone trooper is the most clutch guy. Yeah, absolutely. He just, yeah, because other people are falling. And he's And just I remember the theater watching up. that. Oh, people, people were like, people had a reaction. Oh, they were like, yeah. oh, 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 damn. <laughs> he's yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and even the way he runs up, he just looks more real than a lot of the, mm-hmm. the clone trooper action on, yeah. on screen. So yes, yes, definitely, yes. 100%. That's definitely my, uh, my was prequel that, trilogy. Was that still yours? Yeah, well, yeah. no, we share. We get okay. to share. There's no stealing. They're sharing. That gotcha. moment is awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, for original trilogy, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that stormtrooper who successfully sees that R2 needs to be stopped in Return of the Jedi from mm-hmm. opening the door to the bunker and successfully shoots it. Yeah, it's a good target. Good he immediately gets shot by Han, yeah, but <laughs> he does the coolest shot. For some reason in the sequel trilogy, I love it, and I think, gosh, it's someone in a cameo who's the the, the two stormtroopers. Oh, uh, yeah. When Poe is captured and they go get him, and it looks like, when you look at it now, you're like, it looks like two people having a cameo. <laughs> The story, and they're like, Ooh, or give Poe a good elbow oh, yeah. in the stomach. And I just, I just always uh, just enjoy the silliness of this. Like, yeah. we're gonna get him because we're in Star Wars movies. It's awesome. I think one of them's a composer. Man, I gotta look at him. Oh wow, okay. I'm, I think I'm I, not competing in trivia these days, so I don't know. Yeah, as far as cool, I, I don't know if the the sequel trilogy has many, but as far as personality wise, they have. I mean, the, the most iconic one is. When uh, Kylo is thrown a temper tantrum, oh, and, the, yeah, and yeah. the troopers like, "Whoa, whoa, wait, I don't think we want any part of this, yeah, John. Let, let's get like, out of here, man." They turn around. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was my uh, my moment for them as well in the yeah. sequel trilogy. We're in sync. We're in sync. Uh, yeah, and so, it, it, another one too. And I know it's. Did, did you guys like that deleted scene with the? Uh, I think it's the Tom southern Hardy. southern Tom homie. Hardy. Is like, is that you, fan? Oh, don't. I really, <laughs> really love the idea yeah. of it. Okay. And I love the idea of Tom Hardy. I was going to say, did that work? <laughs> it did not work for me as it ex- as executed. But in the book, in yeah. the novel, it does work for me. There's some added tension. Yeah. It does work. 
but then uh, I saw the scene. I didn't like it as much. You know, yeah. it's a great trooper deleted moment that does work for me. I, I, I don't think it should have been added in because I think the flow works better in the movie. But Finn playing the other First Order troopers to go, do you know she's the one who brought down the shields on Starkiller? Yeah. And they all kind of turn toward her. That's yeah. a that's a cool scary badass moment. I still and I going episode nine. I still have this weird prediction of a of a of a stormtrooper uprising that if Finn can get I, in some. I, ears, we've talked about this before. Yeah. It, it, it's that's a way that if you want to break the mold of doing things different, where Finn says this is how to break it is to go to people and say, "Babe, you don't have to do this. You've been indoctrinated." I yeah, love that. I love that. Yeah, uh, that would be a super cool moment. Uh, moving on. Uh, so the troopers uh, obviously do look badass, and many of the troopers are often uh, described as being elite and special. How do you balance giving them their due while also making sure the heroes win? Because that's where a lot of the jokes of oh, mm-hmm. the ancient at this point jokes of the stormtroopers never hit anything, or they look badass, but they're not actually going to do anything. They're just to be figures, all that stuff. How do, you, how do you balance that out? Because you don't want a movie where just like, hey, the death troopers came in, they killed Everybody, they killed the heroes. They did their job. They're, damn, I guess they're elite. Well, the movie's ground to a halt, but how do you balance that? How do you make it work? Yeah, I, I think you have to have them. I think you, you have to have a little bit of, of people people taking the fall. I, I think that even if it's side characters, even if it's minor characters or background characters, if we see the tro- uh, stormtroopers actually taking them out, taking some of the good guys out, I think that's kind of the best way we can see like, oh no, they're... They're actual formidable mm. opponents. Yeah. And we have to take them seriously. And we can't just assume that they're just going to be, you know, cardboard mm. cutouts so that we can just take them out mm. one by one. Yeah. You know, they have some sort of weight to them. So I, I think there is, there has to be some sort of weight to them. Otherwise, they're just cannon fodder and easy to kill. Um, and I think that's something that's a difficult balance, as you said. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's interesting that you, that you could look at the stormtroopers in the original trilogy as not particularly well trained, and mm-hmm. just because it's one thing to just march on a planet that's not actually armed and just scare the hell out of people. True, it's different to go up against trained opposition, and it yeah. could just be that they're they are a little bit cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. Certainly wouldn't bug Palpatine, uh, but then we got the special forces. You want them to look actually elite, right? Can I can I say something too that stands out to me as someone who's has been a part of this nerd world? I always find it so funny that in Star Wars, and, and we see it in, in Clone Wars, we see it in Rebels, and we see it in all the movies, the fact that we get so many kills. <laughs> and it's Stormtrooper-based. Yeah. Like, when the fact that, like, in movies like Spider-Man or Iron Man or other superhero movies or Batman, it's like, no killing, killing is evil. And in Star Wars, it's like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Han Solo took 20 of them out. Yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. well, Luke took down 15. And it's like, <laughs> I, Chewbacca I, yeah. took down like 40 at one time. And it's like, damn, yeah. Chewie is like, got a count on yeah, him. Yeah. Some of them are <laughs> no doubt kills. Yeah, the yeah. bowcaster are kills. <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a pet theory that the armor does actually work. Okay. It, it hurts them. They fall down. They stop shooting. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're dead. You know, and when Han shoots that trooper in the head in Return of the Jedi, like, maybe he's got a real bad concussion, but we don't know. We've, it's never been verified. Maybe the armor works to keep him alive. Just very bad concussion. When they, yeah, the Ewoks hit them, it's just they're dazed. They're just dazed for yeah. a long time. Well, then the, I think the Ewoks take the helmets off and crush their skulls. But that's a yeah, different that's conversation. And eat their eyeballs and yeah. make soup out of their yeah. skulls. Yes. Uh, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, this is a great question. I, I think Rogue One does uh, does a, a good job at making them seem like a threat at times, uh, even though it's kind of a it's a hard earned costly victory for the rebels and so because of that you see a lot of things happen where a lot of death troopers take out a lot of them. death troopers death troopers are death and, and uh <laughs> you see you see a lot of that stuff uh you see a lot of it happen so um it is a balance i think again you kind of can separate you know um uh it's interesting though, the, the the avengers point where you know we see a lot of death there it's like all the the orcs died in lord of the rings or something like that um but yeah 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 i i, I wouldn't mind seeing sometimes I don't. A stormtrooper is not going to kill Poe. Right. I know that, but to see them pose a threat, it could be fun. I don't need it for the story. Yeah, that's the thing. But it could it's be got to work. Yeah, yeah. that's like, like in the comics. The, the Scar Squadron, something shows up and kicks ass. Right, it, it's fun to read. Yeah, yeah, and like the Praetorian Guards. You know, uh, I think you right. know whether you consider them troopers or not. That that was a great example of like. But that shows you like you have to dedicate that much of the film. Yeah. to make them feel like a threat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, final question: uh, If you were gonna be a trooper, which of these troopers would you want to be? Ooh. Um. Obviously, probably not a clone since I'm not a clone. <laughs> um, I, I might take yours, Ken. Yeah, I, think I might be. Yeah, I might be a bike scout. I think mm, that's get to cool. zip around on yeah. a scooter bike. Yeah, that'd okay. be kind of awesome. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, I wouldn't be that, that. That or a short trooper. See, I would. Yeah. Give me the shore. Give me the beach. The beach. Yeah. I grew up by the beach. I don't like the beach, but I'd probably take that assignment. I I don't enjoy. I don't. I've never been on a motorcycle. Wasn't great on a bicycle. I don't <laughs> skateboard well. As much as I love the biker scouts, probably not the best fit for me. <laughs> I'd just be like tree. <laughs> um, so I think it might. This the shore troopers. Just it's it's wonderful. It's just wonderful to think that that's all they do. That they were just. We're elite, but we're guarding this <laughs> vault that no one's coming to get. Yeah. yeah. And that was part of why And the lost. fact that they live by the beach, too. Yeah. Like, they have to be the most chill. Like, yeah. oh, I dude, don't think there's a big... Steve will get it. Come yeah. on, it's fine. <laughs> I think there's a big burgeoning social life, but a yeah. social scene there, but there's probably a canteen. Do you think they're allowed to go surfing on the weekends? I'd love to see that. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to see that. I uh, so. I'm sure that those are, are yeah. ski troopers. I <laughs> yes. think that's a different... Yeah, I don't think you can <laughs> hit the water. That's the... Uh, the uh, aquatic yeah. surface troopers, yeah. not yeah. Uh, not under the water. Aquatic surface troopers. Aquatic surface. Uh, yeah, shore trooper, man. I mean, I've lived in many different climates, uh, and boy, boy, beaches are beaches. are nice. You, you got the armor to keep the sand out. You won't have any Anakin problems. You're set. Yeah. Don't want to be a snow trooper. There's, you get somewhere that cold that you need special armor. It's not going to help, ultimately. It's going to it's gonna get in there. Uh Final thought for me on our whole uh, trooper topic that I, I did want to mention one other thing that, that people talked a lot about, are we going to see the Sith trooper do something cool mm. or is it just merch? And that's the thing that's come up a lot with Captain Phasma. Mm. And, and to me, it's just one of those, it's a certain point of view thing. And I come from the point of view of being alive during the original trilogy. Mm. And, and believe me, the snow trooper was plastered everywhere. Yeah. I just rewatched Empire Strikes Back last night. The main thing that the snowtrooper do does is get try to set up a gun and get shot by the Falcon before yeah. they can do it. <laughs> snowtroopers didn't do anything yeah. cool. Go back to Ace's great point. Sometimes it's about aesthetic. Sometimes it's about building out the world. Mm-hmm. And I, at least for me, for my strong opinion, I'll buy eight hundred Sith troopers, and I don't care if the only thing that happens to one is Ray cuts its head off yeah. in a badass moment because it's about aesthetics. It's about world building. It's yeah. about they're the villains and sometimes they're cannon fodder. And I think that's been the way it's, it has been in star Wars for a long time. And for me, that's 
that's okay. Good to go. How about you, Ken? Final thoughts on the troopers? Uh, I, I love them. They're needed. They're 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 here for the toys. They're here for the look. They're here for the 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 imagery that stands the test of time, and it's a connection to it. And it's just fun to dive into these these ranks and ask these deeper questions, which you do here today, but also collect them all. I yeah. think that's <laughs> part of the appeal of being a Star Wars fan. Get all the Funkos. And Ace, final thought from you on the troopers of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that it'll have one moment, the Sith Trooper. Yeah. It, it, it'll be something. I, yeah. I think the fact that it just, again, I go back to how cool it looks, but it mm. does look so cool. The fact that that has to have something that they have in the in the Rise of Skywalker where I think they're going to have something cool to do. But yeah, I, I, I think they're great. And I think um, I, I keep going back to the Clone Trooper and the fact that they actually have character to them. So shout out to Fives, shout out to Rex. There you go. They, they're the best. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, big terror of the troopers topic. Absolutely. Uh, good stuff there. We're going to dive into our audience questions. We love taking them from you each week. Darth Hurricane on Twitter. Love that. Will we ever see the light? Uh, excuse me. Will we ever see the Night Sisters back in any form? Will we ever see them in live action? Going to the Clone Wars series, Mother Towson, uh, Saj Ventress's uh, you know, uh, home court, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, what do you think about this? Night Sisters, you want uh, them back? I definitely want more stories with them. They're great i feel like we probably are not going to see them on screen certainly not in live action for a little while i think there's the uh uh there's fun tension in star wars right now where long-term fans there's a lot of things that we want to see more of but i think the movies in particular are going to be focused on new 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 so i think it's not going to be as likely to see things like night sisters on live action screen i'll take them layered into some kind of story some kind of reference it'd be weird to see mother talzin if we go back in time floating above on the screen they could do it yeah but it would be a different kind yeah i, I don't i don't anticipate happening but i do love the more uh, you spend time with them i do like the night sisters Ace? yeah I, I don't see them in movies for live action but maybe in the maybe in the tv shows maybe we mm-hmm. could see them in a, in a in a disney plus show whether it be mm. the mandalorian or something else mm-hmm. i could see that as far as Putting them in a TV show, yeah, maybe but, another got off, got off planet, survives, yeah, yeah, but not, not in the live action films, yeah, especially if you're going to get more into, uh, yeah, the old Republic, if, if they, whatever direction they go, the formation Jedi, they could factor. Yeah, true, in. that would be great. I'd, I'd be thrilled with that. I'm about that. Uh, Wooly Lambeth, I love that on Twitter. Back in the last Jedi novel review, uh, you said you could see the ancient Jedi text being created, released on a day. Uh, my guess hope is that is that what uh, oh, that is that's what Project Luminous is. Could you would you be excited for if that's the case? So, so let's clarify here. Um, this would be like ancient Jedi Texas merch. Yeah, like yeah. the actual ones that Ray has, has in the story. And I'm look. I have the back here. I have the Jedi Path, which is none you know canon now that kind of stuff. But still, a lot of it I think matters. So. Ace, you want to put stop buying troopers for a second and buy some Jedi text in book form at your Barnes and Noble? Man, that's a that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if they would do that. I, I mean, if I if I'm Disney, I have to think about it on a capitalistic scale, right? You, are there enough people out there who would buy that? Mm. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Joseph is like. Mm. I know a few thousand. I would buy a few <laughs> thousand of them myself if that would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I yeah. think the question of is it, I don't think it could be all of Project Luminous because I think you're right. I don't think there is a market for like here are all twelve volumes of you know what Yoda told us in the movie are a little dry <laughs> text. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would love it if it if the Project Luminous is more about the Force of like one of them and it was annotated by Ray the way that old Jedi path book is. So it, it has something that sparks it to life of like, here's one way of looking at the force. It's not 
it's just one way one civilization did, and here's Ray's thoughts on it, and Luke's in there too, the same as that Jedi Path book. That to me would be great. Mm. Mm. Ken, um, I, I I could see it happening happening. Uh, you know, by the Jedi Sacred Jedi text set, uh, I could see it working, but I de- I definitely think it's Project Luminous. Um, I de- but again, it's very specialized, very specialized. It'd be remember they released that. Sith Holocron book set, and you actually got the Sith Holocron. Oh, it's yeah. really cool. It's a high high end collectible thing. It reminds me. It, it, it would be something that would be at like Galaxy's Edge, but it'd be too expensive for the normal fan to buy. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but I'd find a way. Like yeah. I'd love to have them on display. So, yeah. yeah. From that, from collecting where you just have it and don't look at it and touch it again. Yes. I do. <laughs> uh, Patreon. A couple questions here. Uh, Jacob Zimprick says, uh, "Hey, hello. My question is: If Leia never told Ben Ben Solo she was Vader's daughter, how did she explain how she found out Luke was her brother? I don't remember reading how specifically they explained their their being separated and growing up with other parent figures. My name is pronounced Zimprick. If you bring it up, the reason I read that is, as Jacob knows, we have a tradition of mispronouncing names here. Yes. Uh, yes so we do. Jacob Zimprick asks us this question." Here, Ace. Have you uh, have you read Bloodline? You taking a dive into that book? I haven't yet. No. Okay. So th- that's why the question is a little bit over my head. It's it's yeah. So the idea, trying to play, I'm trying to pull. Remember, she she obviously knows she's Vader's daughter, but the galaxy didn't know. Yeah, they find out, and that's uh, in this process. She lets Ben know, and that might be the first step of his crack. Yeah, uh, first crack at his. She wanted to have the one on one conversation with him. Right, Joseph. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I have to look more closely at Bloodline to mm-hmm. remember the exact dynamic, but it makes sense to me that they would be able to tell the galaxy we are siblings, and our father was this Jedi. Yeah, because that. Of course, you know, powerful Jedi children would want to be hidden. It kind of covers all the bases without them saying to the galaxy and like also going like, and by the way, that Jedi became Darth Vader. Let's leave that part out because we don't, I think that uh, I could be uh, wrong if that mm-hmm. there's uh, other details or nuance to it in Bloodline. The answer is there in Bloodline, yeah. uh, but that makes sense to me. Yeah, it does make sense. It, it, but it's also a delicious uh, part of the new canon of giving those kind of answers. Of uh, you know, I never really stopped to think that the galaxy didn't know Leia was Vader's daughter until it found out and was used against her in politics. So that's interesting stuff. So maybe yeah. Jacob will get more of a of a detailed answer there. Final question comes from Laura Martin. Laura asks, "What is your favorite juiciest quote throwaway line in Star Wars? Just a line in the background, not spoken by a major character, that just really impacted your view of the Star Wars galaxy." For example, mine is during the Rogue One, uh, during Rogue One Darth Vader hallway scene when a rebel yells out, "It's a Jedi!" Because it made me realize <laughs> that not all members of the rebellion drew a distinction between Sith or Jedi, and it made me think about all the implications. Flowing from that. Love this, Laura. This mm-hmm. is what we love doing here. Take a little deep dive on little tiny things in Star Wars. Uh, I'm, uh, I, 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 I barely remember that someone saying that in Rogue One. I've seen the sequence so many times. But yeah, it's there. I'm just so focused on Vader. Yeah. Um, Joseph, what do you have for this? Uh, man, I, I could dig and dig and find 8,000. But since I just saw Empire last night, uh, I love it when uh, Piet says, Bounty Hunter, we don't need their scum. That tells you so much about the Empire. Like, we get it visually that they're all sort of uptight British men, and they're all yeah. white, And then, but then just seeing that little bit of xenophobia, you're like, yep, mm. yep. Uh, and then the, the fact that he just says it to a random underling, yeah. it's not a conversation among peers, he leans down and says his xenophobic <laughs> comment to this random Imperial, and then the Imperial just goes, yes, sir. He's got the total tone of just like, God damn, Piet's over here every five minutes with mm-hmm. just an opinion. And I just have to go, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I love sir. those two yes. lines in tandem. It tells us so much about the Empire. 
Uh, I always go back to, uh, obviously we had the prequel quotes uh, yeah. episode, but I always go back to the prequels, uh, especially episode one. I, I feel like Newt Gunray has a lot of my favorite <laughs> throwaway mm-hmm. lines. Like, they're no match for the Troidicas, yeah. <laughs> is one of my favorites. Also, uh, now there are two of them. Yeah. I feel like I say that in life, to, <laughs> yeah. just in general. Whether, you know, I'd be having something in life that, yeah. that's one of my favorite lines. Uh, no match for Doridicas is another one. Uh, they are still getting through yeah. uh, is an o- another great one. But those are some of my favorite episode yeah. throwaway lines, episode one. What do you feel it tells you about the Nemodians? I, I mean, they point out very obvious things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like it. it. They're panicked about everything that happens on the bridge. It feels like they're about she to say like... can't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in a time he put that down without a coaster. <laughs> like, it feels like they're going to freak out about every little thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Jenga, finish her off. <laughs> um, and every line of his is great. He's one of my favorite side characters in general. Newt yeah. Henry. Everything yeah. he says is just amazing. <laughs> panicky, panicky Newt's got We just want... Peace. Even yeah. with his last line, man. That's that his, says a lot about yeah. it. says a lot. Uh, I go to, what was it, Mortimer Bast, who's the one who's uh, with Parkin, is like, sir, we've analyzed their attack plan, and uh, there is a danger. And the fact that just Tarkin's like, I don't care. It's like, that costs you not only your job, your life. Yeah. Like, it, just shows, it shows the the empire, the weakness of the empire. Right. You yeah, know? the hubris. The hubris of, like, Tarkin doesn't care. You know what's a great Tarkin like, line, too, just because yeah. I rewatched A New Hope? When when he, they they say hey should we evacuate yeah. and and he's just he yeah. scoffs he's like what? in our moment of triumph yeah, yeah. 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 moment of triumph what yeah. yeah it's a great like little just, you get so much of Tarkin in just that yeah yeah and like, actually, in the way of the empire the way you yeah. know, even these officers who might have been competent at their job whether again they believed in the bigger picture or not that's the part we were discussing today but just like. You know, even even Moff Dear Gerard going, I need more men. That's probably a realistic project manager question. Yeah. Like, you want me to build this whole thing? You, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. <laughs> and that great editing in A New Hope that there's just that last profile shot of him right before the, the Death Star yeah. blows. You just go like, hey, remember Mr. Moment of Triumph? Yep. Bye. Bye. Should have evacuated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Laura, Jacob, Willie Lambeth, and Darth Hurricane for your questions. So we'll tell you where to reach out. Power Light Side, check your inboxes on Patreon, right, Joseph? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I keep threatening this. I will try to send out uh, more reminders. We would love to hear what you love in Star Wars. Quick paragraph that we can share right here on the podcast. All right. To reach out to us, you can go to Force Center Pod on Twitter. Use the hashtag Force Center. Like our Facebook page. Go to our website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. Merch is available at T Public. Podcast is available on iHeartRadio. Pod- Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and a lot more. We are on YouTube. Don't forget to check us out there. More things coming. Patreon.com slash Force Center Joseph. We got some stuff there. That's right. We are getting so very, very close to getting new theme music for Star Wars ranked. If you'd like to help out with that specific goal or just help us keep going in general, go check out what we have to offer at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can find out more, more of my work at catnapsack.com, including live appearances. I'll be at Comic Con doing comedy with Mark Ellis on Thursday, July, t- July 18th at uh, American Comedy Company. Joseph, what do you got? Uh, I got some shows coming up here in Los Angeles on August. August 2nd, I got my Game Night Variety show, and uh, looking forward to the end of the summer, I will be at Dragon Con uh, in Atlanta doing some comedy and a Star Wars panel, a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Joseph Scrimshaw, and info on all my comedy shows, comedy albums, all that stuff, on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Mr. Andres Cabrera, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, but, thank uh, you This for is your me. time, man. Where are your uh, other shows at? Yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Squad Leader Ace and Instagram as well at Squad Leader Ace. And, and look for The Meaning Of, The Meaning Of podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes. We have our own individual independent feed now, so you can... Uh, 
follow us there. Make sure you check it out. We are also on YouTube at First Cut. And yeah, if you like things nerdy, if you like nerdy things, we talked about Spider-Man. We're talking about Stranger Things next week. So make sure you tune in. Do it. Do it. Follow him on RB3 around town. That is it. So for all the troopers in the galaxy, we'll see you next time here on Force Center.